everybody, and welcome to episode 553 of Vinci Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Eagle Quam, Eagle Eagle uh, Quam Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves and hear me stumble over your name, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and join us as a $20 a month patron. Or if you're not a big spender and you don't need studios named after you, at, <laughs> at any tier below that to get free shows. Who's joining me? For the first time in decades, proud Florida man. Sorry, content Florida man. Hmm. Chris Antista. <laughs> not ashamed Florida man. <laughs> And someone who's tempering his expectations, as always, Matthew Allen. <laughs> and I ask that you listeners please do the same All for right. the show. <laughs> Jesus. And special guest. This digital content has been delisted. Tony Wilson of Framework. Framework. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. And and once again, where where can people find Framework? I feel like that was such a dour way to introduce myself. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, but hey, Framework. Uh, I do I do uh, video game uh, video essays, and I always try to find a real fun positive angle on them. You can find them at youtube.com slash Framework Video. Uh, if you're a regular listener of the show, you're probably you've heard me plug that a bunch of times because I, I thank you for having me again. I love coming you by. Y'all have done and everything, and like it's I like that it's just always about stuff you like to talk about and not one yeah. of these fucking dickhead fattening balded youtubers <laughs> now what why let me tell you something after that h bomber guy video yeah. which was excellent i felt more proud now, of myself on. of like been sources since the beginning baby <laughs> don't you dare segue my surprise in the intro because we're going to talk about our favorite remasters of the year yes there's a new gta trailer out i imagine we'll talk about oh yes it's on here yes I was inspired by H Bomber Guy's uh, his release, which exposed rampant plagiarism amongst several YouTubers. Not mm-hmm. rampant plagiarism mm-hmm. amongst all YouTubers. Please don't judge your YouTubers harshly; their job is hard. Uh, I got inspired to expose some ethical chicanery of my own. Ooh. I. I don't want to ramble too long on this, but I lost power this weekend and maybe was limited to watching low res things on my phone. So I diligently and like a real fucking journalist started watching episodes of video power on YouTube. Uh, video power do you remember that show i remember that show it was like a claims tv show after school aha aha because i am an expert now that's the first season man the first season had a cartoon captain and ripoff ripoff of a captain with acclaimed characters you know famous characters like the guy from narc Right. And the basketball player from our tribal, <laughs> and and Quirk, I think the, uh, Quirk? the tomato. And do you remember what they drove in? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Who could go to any game company any second? Like what yeah, a fucking yeah. wait the monster truck? Yes, the monster, monster truck. truck. Uh, thank you. Okay, finally something. My my other job when I'm on the show is to make you guys feel old. So something I recognize. Oh, it, thank it you, was, Bigfoot, was, the monster truck. It was short lived because <laughs> video power only lasted two seasons, and the second season was revamped to get rid of the animation. Right. It became a straightforward game show. Mm-hmm. It still had the same host, Johnny Arcade. Mm-hmm. The game show was okay. Bad. Okay. One of my favorite things about video game game shows like Nick Arcade back in the day, Nintendo clearly is like, don't even say our game's name. Don't even show any footage. <laughs> okay, uh, so I do know what this is, and I did not realize it wasn't the game show the whole time. It was a game show in the second season, so you would wear a Velcro suit and run through right, a facility right. in the game store 
to uh, stack copies of Pat Riley's basketball and fax sand due to your body. This it is was, where we get, uh, is this where we get Why Can't Metroid Duck or was that the other Nintendo I, one? Look, the point is, this is serious journalism I did here. Mm-hmm. Watching this episode, one of the weirdest parts of the format once they got rid of the animation. There's a trivia round. There's a gameplay round. The weirdest one is kids in the audience ask questions to the host, which he then gets right. What's sex mm-hmm. like? Uh, <laughs> how does Luigi taste? Like, <laughs> like, so the amount of immorality I discovered here, a kid asked Johnny Arcade, our host, our expert, who gets applause when he gets a question right. Here's the, the first clip. Uh, is him, a kid, asking him a question. All right, Mike, you ready to roll with your question? Fire away to the great arcade. Mega Man 3, Mega Man meets up with his evil brother. What is Mega Man's brother's name? What is Mega Man's brother's name? Does anybody want to take a stab at this? It's Proto Man. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, he phrased that strangely. Is he talking about Proto Man? He's talking about Proto Man. Because remember, at this point, Proto Man hasn't done anything valiant yet. He's not the namesake of a great band. Mm-hmm. Proto- is Proto Man your answer? Is that you want me to play? Baby? I mean, my my no, mind saying. my mind honestly went to base first, but I think that's a Mega Man well, X thing. Blues is is the uh, the name I think. It All right, shut up, Michael. God damn, he's going to wiki as me on this. <laughs> um, if you said Proto Man, you were watching this in 1990. You're going to lose your mind. Well, unfortunately, you asked a question on one of my personal favorite games. I know Mega Man 3 backwards and forwards, so I'll rush the answer. The name of Mega Man's evil brother, a creation of Dr. Wily, I might add, is Bruce. Yeah, what? Bruce. Hail Bruce. What? Like the shark? Josh? What? Yeah. <laughs> the shenanigans? Bruce? Uh, hello? So, that guy. That guy oh, Bruce Man or just I, Bruce? I looked this up. I, I because know. I'm a genius and a researcher, even though I can tell by the look on Michael's face, he, ex- mm. he can explain all this to you right yeah, now. <laughs> I figured it out. In a 1990, November 1990 issue of GamePro, uh, a mistranslation of Proto Man's Japanese name, blah, 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 Mega Man, Rock Man, all based on musical genres. Oh. Proto Man's name was yes. Blues. Somebody right. in a, what would you say, teletype world mistranslated the name Blues, who wasn't right. changed to Proto Man yet. Right. And it came across, it's in one issue of GamePro Magazine, is listed as Bruce. Yep. Because Bruce. they did the, wow. the, the Japanese accent thing. Right. Yeah. I just, did somebody from Japan mm. call GamePro on the phone? Beyond that, we all have dabbled in print. This is from the November issue, which we've all dabbled in print a little bit. In our time, that would have meant... Well, we finished this issue in July. <laughs> in, in 1990, this issue may have been done in January. The internet also wasn't a thing. You couldn't just look shit like that nope. up. Nope. And the game came out in November 1990. It's not. I'm uh, not shitting on GamePro here. My point is exposing Johnny Arcade. He <laughs> never fucking wrong. played this game. <sighs> never. Ever. And he sat there like an expert in front of all of us. Mm-hmm. All of us. Donate to our Patreon instead of his. I don't, <laughs> Johnny Arcade. Fuck that guy. That man went on to become Johnny Blue Jeans. Johnny Blue Jeans. Johnny Blue Jeans. I I just kind of figured that people like late 80s, early 90s children's television personalities just sort of faded away like a photograph in Back to the Future. I I think they almost got in fistfights with um, fucking uh, Burt Reynolds. Other than that, though, they they did fade away. Let me me just ask this. Let me ask this. Do you think there's a chance of uh, a video power ever being remade for a modern audience? Maybe on Netflix or something like that? 
it was pretty entertaining. It had a toy run. It had gameplay sessions. This was during Mega Man Week, where they're celebrating two games they've touched, <laughs> as far as I can tell. But I, but just having to program stuff like this, you know, like we'll ask kids trivia questions in the audience, and they film eight episodes. Like these kids don't know shit. We have to screen them <laughs> to see if they know. Did stuff. you just did you just expose some like quiz show shit right yes, now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they had the host answer questions like it's win Ben Stein's money. That guy actually knew stuff. Uh, do, uh, shall I ask that question so, again, and one of you can pick up the pass that I threw to you? Hold on. They plant. They not only planted the questions, made that kid lie. They made Johnny Arcade gets to pretend to be an expert. There's still, if you Google on the internet, people Google on the internet. I, I deserve as opposed to on your typewriter. Like that. Uh, <laughs> People for a couple of years like, yeah, his name's Bruce because they hadn't played the game yet because this helped propagate fucking misinformation. Johnny Arcade should be fired. <laughs> he should have his pension stripped and he should never be allowed to work in any syndicated American video game game shows again. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com so no. slash time if you want more of this fine journalism from a genius and a crack researcher or so someone who lost power and can only watch so what you're saying is no, no modern remake of the show? No, no modern. I would love yeah. to see modern. So I, I just I, in in while you were talking, I looked up Johnny Arcade, and his name is Stevie Paskowski. He's been an actor in a bunch of other stuff. He was Deej in PCU for anyone who saw that. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I know that movie. Yeah, that movie used to run every day on the hour on Comedy Central between like the regular programming. It was yes. uh, it yeah. was omnipresent. Yeah. Vaguely remember. John Favreau's first big role after Rudy. Mm. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun start. Yeah. So I, dude, I had you to, want, you want to take my remake segue now? So I, had to expose the truth. I had to expose the truth. <laughs> like what remakes do when they remake things to look as good as they should have been years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you got some fun, lengthy bonus audio for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I ruined the show. I apologize. Uh, so, yes, uh, to your point, no, it should not be remade. But you know what should have gotten remakes? The games that got remakes this year. Remakes and remasters. Normally, when Nailed we would it. do this category, as so... Once again, we are we are deep within awards season, people. We did best DLC of 2023 last week. We're doing best remakes and remasters this this week. Normally, we would give remasters their own category because right. uh, we don't consider like if if a game is a remaster, if it came out previously for another system, like if a game came out in 2020 for PC and comes out to con- for consoles this year, we don't consider it, etc. But, like, we're combining these categories now because there have been so many good remakes this year that uh, deserve some recognition, but got nudged out of our top ten games of the year. And just to be completely transparent, like everything else in our game of the year, end of year discussions, these were chosen by a vote amongst the hosts and a few other frequent guests or emeritus hosts. And we're not trying to be definitive with these. These are just the games we played this year that we really liked and we want to talk about. I admire and hate your stance on this, that remasters don't belong in the games of the year list. I'm I'm honestly, I'm this. it's just a personal rule for me. I don't put remakes or remasters on mine either. It, it just helps to narrow it down. All of your life improvements are not as impressive as a game created from scratch. Right. Well, like, I, I mean, think, I, I think do feel that way. can count. Remasters can't. Like, remasters, sure. because like, that's yeah. like a game from a but, different but year. But a remake but... has to be substantial. Like, it has yeah, to yeah, be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know. and still, to your point, like, regardless of whether or not they go on my personal list, it doesn't mean 
mean there weren't a lot of excellent ones this uh, year. Really, but I think I've said this on a bill. I tend to prioritize new experiences and I'm waiting for a lull in my backlog before I dive into almost all of these. Hmm. Um, I've dabbled in a few, but like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just like, I, there's too much excited. This was a really great year for games. So it I, really I a lot of these in the back yeah. burner. Yeah. I mean, lull to you waiting for a lull to get oh, out it, of the backlog. It was never a really good year for games. And for me, it was a really bad year for money. Hmm. So <laughs> that, that, help, that doesn't hurt either. Or it does hurt. Keep going, Mike. All right. Well, let's just dive in with... Number five. Technically, you did my number one choice dirty like this. Yeah, that's my number one choice, too. I haven't even played it. I know it's better than any other remake on this list. It's from the company that's been making remakes like this for fucking decades. Yeah, so this this is Super Mario RPG remake. RPG. Yes, Super Mario RPG remake. A uh, complete graphical overhaul of the original with a bunch of, like you said, Chris, quality of life improvements, mm-hmm. like certain secrets that would, like, before you had, like, one opportunity to get this secret chest, and the if you left coin. the room, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gone. Uh, now it's it'll always be there. You can come back and you can find it. Things like your attacks uh, can now do splash damage to multiple enemies. And yeah, it's Super Mario RPG is like I, there's no nice way to say this. Baby's first RPG. And I don't mean that in a degrading way or anything, because it's like this is very simple, straightforward, and it is hugely fun. And I, I don't remember the first Square RPG I ever played, mm-hmm. but it treated me as if I'd played this format a thousand times before, and I had not. Mm-hmm. Mario this is the, was the first one to... It is my gateway RPG. This that, is the first yeah. RPG that Mallow would definitely play. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I honestly think this is why Square did this. Or not not this version, but Nintendo the Nintendo paid them to do it, yeah. Well, they, yeah, they, the original is, is the... Squid, you know, it only benefits Square back then if you have a gateway RPG to get people yeah. into other RPGs. And, that's and they will pay you to make a gateway RPG so your games can be as a bigger runaway success as they are in your country, and we will soak up the licensing fees. Which, yeah, that benefits yeah. Nintendo, but also like it, it lets them broaden the portfolio of, Mar- of Mario games, right? Where it's like, yeah, we're we're now expanding to the RPG genre, which. They, they took the ball and ran with it. You know, yeah. now you have your Paper Marios, you have your Mario and Luigi's, and all of them started with with this. Like, it's... Ignore it, it's a very existence. I'm kidding. They had released this on Virtual Console. So for a, a decade or so, this felt like a lost game. But Nintendo has made it available from time to time. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you played this game, I think there's some weird stuff with crediting, but it was very clear, especially from the music. Like, they had to talk to somebody at Square because, like can't just throw the music in a game and i think you can hear the original music in a game too yeah the setting for that it's redone it's it's, it's well, you, can hear both. you can hear both you can hear the old and the new so like somebody's talking somebody's getting paid it's not just it's always nice to have that toggle right like that, mm-hmm. that's a nice thing and, and you know to, to your point michael about like kind of fixing some of like the the, the secret stuff to make it more accessible I love that it keeps some of the flaws of the original. And by which I mean one of the standout ones is, and I don't remember her name now, there's the there's the boss with the parrot. Right. I don't recall her name, but there is a, you always get this in RPGs, 
But in Mario RPG specifically, there was a running joke that her overworld like sprite was so different from her in battle sprite. Uh, like the parrot is like a totally different size and shape. She looks different. And this game also ran with that. Like it, it embraces mm. some of those, some of those like not mistakes, but like maybe strange creative choices of the original and keeps them. So it really like, yes, it brings things forward. Yes, there's quality of life. Yes, there are like fixes to certain That's things. That's true because the, the, the default Mario sprite in particular, even on the front of the box, looks like, looks like the vertical hold is off. Like, yes, what? exactly. What? Exactly. Exactly. It looks like somebody forgot to uniform scale or something. Yes. He, looks, um, he looks wrong. Yeah. And so to keep it, you know, there's a faithfulness to this that I think is really impressive. Uh, to where like they, they picked the right places to make improvements and the right places to keep in some of those like little fun, um, uh, like I, I don't want to say anachronism is not the right word, but like, you know, those original kind of blemishes that don't actually harm the game in any way, but are there for people to say, Shit, oh, wow, this is literally as I remember. You couldn't just leave it there. You couldn't update it back in the day. Now you can. You couldn't just remove Gino right. though. Like if you're going to fix the blemishes, <laughs> I was going to say, people I think it's awesome that a whole new, I was going to say a whole new generation now gets to meet Gino who like, I know this is again, it's, it's like a cliche thing to say, but like, that's a great character. I did a whole video on it at youtube.com slash framework video. But genuinely, like, I love Gino as a character, and I love that a new crew gets to get to know him now. I think that's awesome. He's all right. This is one of my favorite games. I don't think I've ever... I very rarely replayed a traditional RPG like this. Yeah. But for a long time, this was the only active time RPG that there was. And every time... Mm. So... I know what you're saying about gateway RPGs, Babby's first RPG, but you're always touching the controller and doing something as yes. opposed to just waiting and waiting like you would in a lot of Square games. And uh, I thought it was really innovative and it kept my attention very well. So I've always had this game near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And to your point about the the active side of the battle, one of the really helpful improvements here is you know, the, the timing of your blocks and attacks. There are now visual clues as to when you timed it right because there were so many from the original that yeah. it's like it's really hard to understand the timing you have them even for like a lot it seemed like nintendo may have mandated that and all of japanese rpg makers like don't ever do that again nintendo <laughs> do that and i don't remember seeing it again to like eternal sonata yeah. where it's a key thing in the game the gameplay where yeah some of them incorporated that in defensive maneuvers but offensive maneuvers i didn't see that for a fucking decade yeah. Two, I also want to say to the point of glitches that were preserved, there's the the sword boss whose name I don't remember, the giant yes. sword that's piercing the castle. I love that this is still in there. There's a glitch in the original where if you uh I think it's just straight up, if you use Gino's Gino Whirl and time it perfectly, you do nine 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 recurring damage and instant kill that boss. Oh nice. And they left that in this remake. And of I course. think that is you have to. I like I love that. I get like that's clearly a mistake. Mm-hmm in the original game and it's awesome that that's in there like so again like like this this really rides a a beautiful fine line between remake and preservation that i haven't really seen done before like it truly feels faithful in a way that is because like like final fantasy uh 7 remake that's like oh it this is the way like it was always playing out in my head sure but completely different game Whereas this is this is nostalgic and new gamers and exactly. This, this Whereas be. this is this is the game you remember with the right stuff tweaked. Uh, and I will say this: uh, a game I that I think would have been one of my personal favorite games of the year if I had prioritized 
buying and playing for it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nintendo, for not giving us anything for free. <laughs> not even talking. We're so influencing. You see how we just took down Johnny Arcade? He just deleted his whole Discord <laughs> like in the middle of this conversation. Well, you know, Mario's brother, Bruce, does show up yeah, in this game. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, I, it's one of my personal favorite games with the worst box art in the history of first-party Nintendo. It, it, it isn't good. Awful. I'll give it that. <laughs> it yeah. looks awful. For something I played that scratched the itch a little better that I nominated for Game of the Year, we'll talk about that somewhere else. Yeah, It's it's kind of hard to realize now when I talk about the Babby's first RPG. Like, in the 80s and 90s, the 8 and 16-bit eras, RPGs were not popular in the U.S. because they were, you know, graphically unspectacular. There was a feeling that they didn't have a lot of gameplay. You're just slowly moving characters around and watching numbers change on screen. Like mm-hmm. even even giving people Dragon Warrior, which the first Dragon Quest for free, did not with 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 subscriptions of Nintendo Power. Here's a free fucking game. Did not change that perception. I, I think the 16-bit era, like Japanese companies were ramping up RPG production, especially Square, and like yeah, Nintendo and Square come up with this brilliant idea of like we're gonna take Mario, a character people love. We're gonna use the CGI workstations that we were doing Donkey Kong Country's oh, yeah. graphics. With and and we're gonna make it 3D like this weird pseudo 3D that will not stand up well. Yeah, I think that's an isometric where... thing that will make platforming really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I think it, it, when people call it Babby's first game, it's because it really does look like it's made out of Duplo blocks. Kind of. Yeah. In yeah, the I... Kingdom, where if you look at like Final Fantasy VI, like this is creating like terminator 7 on the super nintendo yeah. in its glory like, like, <laughs> like squat squat little mario never the one i want to play as in a 2d mario platformer hmm. but in rpg yeah. that is 100 percent the mario i want to see it works beautifully and have you seen there have been like concept sketches that have been coming out on social meds uh, over the last week or so that like the one of the original ideas for super mario rpg was like it's going to be sword and sorcery. Here's Mario in armor with a sword and shield. And here's Peach in armor with a sword. And like, there's this other designer who was like, yeah, I didn't really like that. I didn't, I didn't want it to be traditional fantasy. So I thought it should be more like three musketeers with like, you know, the foils and the big hats. And then somebody cooler heads clearly, clearly prevailed and said, well, let's just make it fucking Mario. Why do we does I mean, it need to be a I'd... different genre? I'd kind of love to see some Yoshi jousting, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we're going medieval. That would be pretty it rad. Is, it is sort of the first time a first-party game published by Nintendo crossed over worlds in a significant mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Ooh, first also, time Bowser joined the party. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and can we please bring back Bad Yoshi? Yeah. Like, yeah. we gotta have that yeah, guy back. His name's like Boshi or something? It's Boshi, yeah. <laughs> Just Bad Yoshi. That's, that's Wario's Yoshi. It's gotta be. I think we also have to remember that before this game, those Mario characters we know and love, they we didn't know much about them. They were only represented in platformer games. And so Mm. this game did a long way of, I think, establishing the personalities and characters that now just feel like, oh, yeah, it's just assumed knowledge. But it's like Super Mario Brothers Super Show is all you had to establish. (laughs) I'm not kidding. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, but but. They have they have goals and emotions and thoughts and feelings that, in a way that they didn't have in any other genre they've been represented. Yeah, and yeah. arcs. Mallow goes from a crybaby to a hero. Yay! That's wonderful. Yeah, and and yes, this does still preserve a lot of the the old musical themes. Uh, just you know, in remixed and rearranged versions. 
you could never have in 16 bit. Sorry, I've heard so many memes with that as the soundtrack that I felt the need to put that whole passage in. Uh, anyway, let's move along to... Number four. you might have cheated here i think you put like the new remade version of karateka as <laughs> part of this larger package of there's like eight versions of karateka yes. on this, in this game well i could also start with the original Ugh, please don't. <laughs> you could have played complete silence, and I still would have believed it was even. Sounds like my headphones are fucking my ears right now. <laughs> well, it's not even at high volume, Johnny. Look, if I'm paying you for piano lessons, you're gonna play that Casio <laughs> keyboard correct. Right? It sounds like the first clippy was a baby elephant. Yeah. So that is that is music played by Jordan Mechner's father. Thank you very much. Uh, in the making of Karateka. I know this now. What a yes. good sport his dad was, because he was also like the model of the character animations, yep. mm-hmm. like got dressed up. And it's it's it feels like a kid's like high school project that like, no, nah, this became a big thing and a semi-successful game that launched the career of the dude who invented Prince of Persia. You know, like, and, and, and part of what you're saying, it takes what once was Game Pro Urban Legend and makes a documentary out of it with that fucking footage. Yeah, making like, of Karataka, yeah. Makes, mm-hmm. Yeah, makes a truth out of something we've all kind of known. It, I, I didn't even believe it when this came out. And and I, what I love most about this, oh God, earmuffs Dan Amrick. I fucking hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this thing, it counts as an interactive product. It is one of my favorite games of the year. It was fascinating to go through. It is amazing. This should happen to every... When this happens to a game I love and have experienced, I will lose my fucking mind. And I I know... I'm not sure how well this sold. What did it go up against when it was released? Like, it went up against, like, all the games, like, a bunch of other games of the year. Uh, Starfield. It went up against Starfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Went up against Starfield. And uh, I don't know how many people played this. But as far as, like... Here, maybe that's just me getting old, but I have been like this for 20 years. I'm not sure what I love more, a new gaming experience or learning a lot about a classic gaming experience. Mm. And you will learn a lot about a classic gaming experience. If you are dev-minded, you have to try. It's 20 bucks, right? Something like that, I think. I'll look it up. Yeah. yeah. But I, I uh, love that the story it tells. We all did get uh, free copies of it except for Tony. The story it tells is like I refused. pretty much... You you learn that like Jordan Mechner is like the the child prodigy character from Revenge of the Nerds. Like he went to college like super young and was like making computer games when he was like thirteen and fourteen. Like it's it's insane. Like the stuff this guy was doing, and he it's probably like, wanted to make a Terminator or a goddamn Oppenheimer bomb. He chose no, I mean this the, this game shows you what he wanted to make because that's the other part. Is like this is in theory about Karateka, but then like, most of the gameplay in this thing is that. I'm, the name escapes me now, but like that space shooter he was working on that he was trying to sell, 
while right. he was that that eventually he had to scrap and go work kept, on karateka he kept making money and being offered more money like i'm gonna do lauren michaels here how can you rip off something popular cheap it was, a, it was an asteroids ripoff he yeah, was working like basically asteroids an asteroids ripoff. Ripoff. we will pay you out the nose for an asteroids ripoff it's called star blasters i think something like and that. I think yeah it's in, here. it's in here you can play a version yeah. of it and it is a more fun version of asteroids but it's derivative it's certainly derivative and, and i think what yeah. it was is like the publisher that was interested was like oh, we might i think it was broderbun they were like we might get sued for this yeah, well I, th I think that uh it was originally just put out as asteroids and that was mm -hmm. like a landmark court case it's like no you can't just make a copy of a video game and sell it under the same title right. same name same yeah. font mm -hmm. yeah but i mean so that if you are afraid like well i don't really know much about karateka it's like no no this this that's kind of the point. like a slice of history of, of of more than just Karateka, but it's like the yeah. thing that led up to Karateka. But really, what this is is like this is the prequel to Prince of Persia. Like this shows you how ultimately this yeah. dude's gonna get to Prince of Persia. Yeah, yeah. I, I devoured this because like I remember when Michael and I were working together as games journalologists, I kept would read these quotes like Mario's more recognized than Mickey Mouse. I'm like, one day I'm like, where does that quote come from? Where does we keep quoting it. Where does that come from? 30 years of games are like that. 30 years with no citation at all. And and and, and Wiki keeps propagating that. This is a definitive dot. All the development work went into like uh, an interactive documentary. It's hard to call it game of the year, but it is my favorite interactive product of the year. Well, I love it so much. Yeah, it has a bunch of different components. It has the interactive documentary that like it very exhaustively shows like here's you know let's let's find out about Jordan Mechner here's how Karateka came together here's how the other games that led up to it came together and it includes three different versions of Karateka um mm -hmm. the original versions uh original versions and including prototype versions of uh his his uh, couple of his other games and then Mike Micah head of uh, digital eclipse did his own remake of uh, Kar That's Karateka amazing. called Karateka Remastered and like new visuals, new music. That's what I was playing at first. He restored something that had only been like a design document previously where like there is a panther that was not in was cut from the original game that like will attack you and it's it's like an instant kill. And it's it's like a little here's a little puzzle room that you have to figure out how to get past. If you don't figure out, it's an instant kill. But I, I think it was cut for resources and also cut because, like, there's already at least one instant kill puzzle in this that is incredibly frustrating and happens, right. you know, relatively late into the game. About we also have to decide between the tiger or the cloud. Mm. But the, that's how much this this memory can hold. The, the cloud. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do like what? that with those different versions. This also becomes a time capsule of a thing. Like, if you didn't grow up through this, like Tony, you didn't grow up you through, through this. So you I probably didn't know. That back in the day when you would say a game, like you would go to your local Babbage's or whatever, you know, CompUSA, and like the version, the different versions of that game could look and play substantially differently oh, from yeah. one another, depending sure. on where it was ported. And so like Karateka shows that it's like, well, we have the Atari 2600 version. It's not a great version, but it does this one thing better than the other versions. And then yeah. it's, it's, it's the game I think of uh, that that got that treatment was Pac Man. Like like the different mm. versions of Pac Man that are just radically different from platform to platform of that era. The Monkey Where's... Island games are a great example of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, where, where Pac-Man's eating minus signs on the 2600. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck is wrong with Atari? Yeah, but, but I think, I think different home PC versions, and bef- mm, this is before sure. they were called PCs, right? It's like, oh, the Amiga version is going to play right. this game differently. Right. Yeah. Apple II I, and all that. Yeah. I feel like we haven't actually said what the game itself is. It's like a very early oh, fighting game that used rotoscope graphics on a computer that should not have been capable of them, and and yep. like just very fluid animation. And yes, you are a hero who comes to a warlord's castle to free the princess Mariko and uh, everyone. Nobody has any weapons. You just punch and kick your way through all your opponents and uh, you, you go one after the other. And uh, you you need to move quickly because otherwise opponents will just stream out every time you defeat one. A new one comes out and you'll just be stuck there for hours. So you have to run and enter the castle and go into the dungeons in the castle and you have to kick this fucking bird a bunch. But yes, a, a, an eagle will fly out, it will peck at you, so you have to kick it out of the air and send it back. Uh, it is pain in the ass. It has its own Twitter account. Uh, bird from Karateka. Yes. I recommend yes. looking it and, up. And by the way, this is also why they, they couldn't fly the eagles into Mordor, because Karateka yes. guy was just waiting. Exactly, they the had a, a, a giant Karateka. Standing on Mount Doom, it was just going to kick yeah. him right out of the sky. Yeah. To comment on the animation too, just for people that maybe like haven't seen it and want to just kind of get a visual, think of like the way Mario runs in the original Mario Brothers. Right? It's like he's got arm up one way, arm up the other way, and it just kind of alternates. That's his running animation. And in this game, it's like all the interim frames are also being rendered, which like shouldn't it is, it is have been very... possible because of the memory that would have taken exactly back then. Yeah. Like, very very fluid motion. Truly, the Ralph Bakshi of <laughs> yeah, of, uh, I mean, yeah. joke out of that, like the way uh, what do you call it? The parallax scaling of the backgrounds. Yeah, all that needed to be prioritized and move slowly with you as a character because it was like so. It still is remains very visually interesting. You can tell, like, hey, the computer's kind of struggling to show all this shit, even when it's remade. On, and you can take that off if you want, but, like, uh, Micah's... Is it Micah? The, 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 Mike, the, Micah, Mike, yeah. Micah, yeah. His, his commentary, that is one of my must most play things of the year. He yes. will describe everything yep. that was possible and impossible in what he tried to make. And you can click on things and go play those versions, jump to that point see documentary footage it's so fucking cool it, it's so cool it's a, it was like a great way to spend two evenings even better than like a brand new great game let me see how the most one of the most influential games came together yeah well if you were like me and you thought sort of cinematic storytelling started with like ninja gaiden on nes like this this was doing cutscenes and all that stuff well before that game when i had my mama's titty in my mouth and tony wasn't born yet (laughs) well and and then yeah speaking of cinematic presentation there's an interesting tidbit in there i think like the apple 2e was it's like it could either play music or it could run the game so every time that they would play a musical sting they would have to stop the game but they made this work in its favor by like the hero would strike a dramatic pose and it would play a victory jingle and then you continue with the game. So if like, you want to simulate me. the experience of music playing uh, without the game running, you can play Spider-Man 2 on your PlayStation 5. <laughs> that will sometimes happen. <laughs> I mean, these are games that were dealing with like eight kilobytes of memory, which is yeah. like, that's 8,000 bytes. That's so much. And mm-hmm. it's like nothing now. 
Yeah, it's stuff that like a Tamagotchi pet could do. <laughs> this reminded me of a interesting era for me. I'm delivering Chinese food. It's the early 2000s, and I'm, you know, when there's not deliveries, I go buy a mad, a mad magazine, an Entertainment Weekly, uh, a BGM. And Entertainment Weekly would do its year, year, end of year roundup. And for years, it was like, this new movie is the shit. And then flip the two pages, like, this DVD is the best fucking representation of this 90 year old movie, 70 year old Looney Tunes. They were talked about in the same breadth as like and this should be in that conversation and i feel like it it's probably going to be left out on most people's game of the year list and i i, I don't like that because, i mean what uh, digital eclipse is doing is like has some comparisons to criterion you know yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. well it made it onto this one at least but we need to move on to number 3 Who knows what this is? That's I, Metroid I Prime. I'm just confused why it's here. Ah! Here I mean, I can tell you, here. I can tell you this much of of the of the games that are on this top five. Mm. This is the one that I had not played until I played the remaster. Oh, really? Um, like I played all the 2D Metroids, but Prime just passed me by. And like nowadays, it, if you want to play it with the same frequency as they did the old metro that's kind of thing if you want to play prime nowadays this is your this is now your option you can pay otherwise fees, steal right, it there was no way it. so i just didn't happen to, to play it was, until this wasn't um, the last remaster on wii for yeah it was, it, was a, it was a port of the trilogy yeah so which i don't, I don't have a wii right now <laughs> this is an amazing remaster i don't even feel comfortable calling it a remaster because it adds and changes so much it modernizes the graphics to the point where a shooter running on Switch looks like something being played on a like a PS4 or Xbox One. It looks like a modern game. Uh, mm. It, it, it look, looks fantastic. They modernize the controls so it feels like any shooter. You can you can pick it up and play. You can I, move while firing. I, have not I was going to say without a nunchuck in a while. Mm. <laughs> but even with that, though, Michael, even though it has been updated in that way, the classic lock-on shooting that the original had mm -hmm. still feels so good and that is primarily how i played even though it is you know quote unquote the archaic way now mm -hmm. um just because of necessity of, of what it was doing uh, you know run, running on the gamecube originally it still works so well today and it, it, it still holds up uh you know nintendo has this history of translating its games into 3d excellently right with the arguable exception of donkey kong 64 which i will mm -hmm. defend but i understand is objectively not a good game <laughs> um you know, they have this history, and so when Metroid had that 3D jump, because Metroid skipped the N64 to, to take its jump into 3D, right? Like, it was such a big deal back then. And to, to experience this, for me, for the first time, was just like, wow, this, this works so well. Yes, the map is useless. <laughs> it is a very bad map that controls very... That's the one thing they mm -hmm. really should have fixed, is manipulating yeah. that map sucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what is in that map, the way everything interconnects, um, the way that you are signposted uh, through the game as far as when you can use your new abilities, when you're able to find new stuff, the way the game specifically, it is not, it doesn't feel like backtracking because you are instead guided 
through areas as they interconnect each time with a new ability so that you can collect new things on the way. It is just a masterfully done... It originated the, the genre, so of course it would be a masterfully done Metroidvania. Yeah. Can, I, can I give praise in the form of, of an anecdote? Because I'm not an expert in this game. Sure. Uh, I had two of my GameCubes of mine sold by people who aren't me. Hmm. <laughs> once was an accident. One, once was out of spite for my friend who was her boyfriend. But she thought it was his. I played halfway through this. Uh, when it came out and then five years later picked it up and like this is so well designed <laughs> as a game like I picked it back up I knew how everything worked it was very intuitive and I played through it again and I immediately played Echoes and then I think Michael and I were a part of the uh, oh shit Circuit City's going out of business mm -hmm. let's buy Metroid Prime Trilogy and never open it <laughs> and there was no other way to get the game for, for like a decade <laughs> Right, so I, I didn't jump on this immediately because I was aware of how good it is. Um, how, how my praise of it isn't very informed, but the memory of it, like Jesus Christ, this was good. Mm -hmm. uh, if it were any other company yeah. other than Nintendo, we would have seen way more of these. It was it was a ten out of ten, uh, honestly. Mm -hmm. That that first game, and mm -hmm. I remember I remember playing it. This was the game that broke my fucking GameCube. I had to mm -hmm. send it away to get it repaired because it overheated. And wow. would not start again because uh, I'd been playing it for hours and hours and hours. Wow! But, I didn't I didn't realize what was going on under the hood until I <sighs> acknowledgement played it on a, a dolphin. Don't look it up, kids. Don't <laughs> Google it on the internet. Godolphin uh -uh. University from uh, <laughs> Shakespeare's Blackbeard's uh, Ghost. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Kyle <laughs> Delfino from Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson's uh, Delfino emulator. Um, Jimmy Johnson's well, anything with a fin. You, you want to know how? One of is if we hadn't sold you on this thing enough. This is, and I hate to say it, but I, I have theories why this is one of the few first-party titles that's priced at forty dollars instead of full mm -hmm. price sixty on Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So like it's it's uh, it's a great value yes. as well. Like it's an amazing game for forty bucks. So, uh, that's full price, and I'm sure you could find it on yeah. sale. And and I will say I also tried to play it on an emulator recently and. Thinking oh. like, well, I, this this game would look amazing on an emulator. It's like it looks pretty good. This looks better, and I think after you know twenty one years of playing shooters, trying to go back to the original Metroid Prime controls is damn near impossible. It feels almost painful. So just being able to play it like a normal shooter is uh, like you don't even know how much you appreciate it until you get into it. That GameCube controller was built for one thing, Luigi it's... and Smash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Luigi's Mansion plays better on other systems now. <laughs> what, I was what gonna say, yeah, that it's almost worse than the Wii. Like that, that games felt designed so much for that GameCube controller. It's almost worse when you try to play them off that. Controller. Did you want a second analog stick or a hexagon? Guaranteed, <laughs> very little ac accuracy over here. I love that. I still love that controller, though. I know it is a Fisher Price toy yes. that you plug oh, no, into a console. A controller. I'm just I just love looking at that thing. Games felt so custom designed. For I mean, uh, we need more. We need more. We need more spice orange in our world. I agree. Yeah. I, that is one of my few regrets buying Nintendo things. I wish I had not bought the black one. I wish I'd gone purple or orange. We we had those a... are far more whimsical. We had a silver, which is definitely. I had the silver. I had this. That's oh. definitely it, silver's it has bottom to tier be for me. The yeah. longest used controller, simply because of Smash, right? Like mm -hmm. it's 
Oh, sure. They, they're still making peripherals I, to make that thing work on the there's Switch. There's one like within arms. Or is it over there? There's one like within arms reaching me for that reason because I had a friend, well, a friend of mine, for a Christmas gift, bought me the the four port uh, uh, GameCube adapter for the Switch dock for Smash. Um, no, Street Fighter Two on an NES controller. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is this was a good game then. It's a good game now. I can't speak to the improvements necessarily, but having only played this. But I'll tell you what: if you haven't I, played it, again, you gotta I, I, play I, I, it. It's, a, it's an immaculate game. Like, we're talking about remasters today, and they all said you're talking about Metroid Prime, right? Like, I guess yes. I ignored it. Like, uh, <laughs> what? Your friends Why? know Why? what's up, man. Yeah, they were like that. No, it was a hyper substantial, a very very good. Um, oh yes, re. Remaster or remake? Where are you going with this? They call it a remaster. It's officially Metroid Prime remastered. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's closer to a remake. Those are remakes. Those are remake assets. Like they, they. I mean, the original game wasn't in widescreen. Yeah, you have to remake certain yeah, elements. That's true. To get it was. It, it is. It is a shot for shot remake. But it is. It's like, the American Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, or or psycho rather psycho, uh, the, the Vince Vaughn the, psycho. Yeah, yes, Vince it's Vaughn it's psycho. the Vince Vaughn psycho of Nintendo Switch games. Put uh, that on the back right. of the definitively box. jerking off the Samus. Thanks, yeah. Gus Vance. <laughs> oh, I saw oh, the reflection man. in the visor again. Yeah, and, and, and a good holdover until Metro Prime Four, which is going to take a while. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get we're going to get echoes and corruption first. Dog, mm. dog. I, I saw the PNG. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and I haven't seen anything for 10 years. Um, yeah, there, there yeah. was also, like, I saw people pointing out when this first came out, there's a little graphical flourish that, uh, and I, I don't know if this was in the original. It would seem strange to have in there. But uh, that you when you have, like, the X-ray vision on, when you switch to different beams, you can see Samus's hand inside the cannon. And her hand changes, like, she, she does different gestures for different I think hmm. that's new. Uh, no, it's, I didn't, it, with the, yeah, you, you can only see it with the x-ray. I think that's new. I don't think that's That's funny. cool. But I yeah. think, it, did they remove the visor reflection of her no, face? No, no, no. The, no, the, no. the visor's still there. You can you can okay. still see her face see reflected. Her face sometimes. Still, you can still see lost in her beautiful eyes. Mm. As there was something like that that I think did get, I remember people getting up in arms about something being removed related to that it, but i don't it may have been that there remember. was like you know there was always you could sort of always see a little bit of a reflection i think that's eyes. what it was yeah. yeah and now it's when there's specific flashes mm-hmm. of, of things yeah um, she's jarvising hmm. sure <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly like that yes what if her one line in in red had been talking to jarvis <laughs> oh by the way let's i mean i know this is unrelated but samus aran still one of the just coolest video game characters of all time hmm. and the fact that she speaks that one line in dread means she uh let's forget about other m for this this statement means it's not that she was a silent protagonist it's that she chose not to speak yeah. until then she's and like michael myers so cool maybe you well, don't want to alert yeah. yourself to a bunch of fucking hell beasts on a different but also <laughs> different considering planet. like where she goes she's by herself on planets mm-hmm. full of hostile aliens like yep. i don't know about you but like i don't go around talking to myself most of the day when i'm alone so it makes like you she should try it. it's fun i saw i saw today a guy getting a bear out of his backyard he got scratched once in the hip but he it's didn't say anything so he just Florida. like Imposed and and like pointed with his arm, go this way. There's a whole party full of people, and he's steering the bear away with with no dialogue. I thought we were talking about the GTA trailer later. That would seriously. Bears aren't a Florida problem. That's a Carolinas thing. That's a talk to them. All right. Well, let's get to the GTA trailer faster with number two. 
Mr. Clark. My hunter may regenerate, but he takes an attack like that personally. Had to leave all the gross, squishy monster sounds in there. Yeah, it wouldn't be a Dead Space without gross, squishy monster no. sounds. So yes, the it's... Dead Space remake got allotted by us somewheres, and it's here, and number two on our list. Another it, one that just tremendously holds up. I, th- I thought just... it was Matt that said it, that like I want, I, I just wanted to play more like my memory of it than how it actually plays. And this does that. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, even, even to the point where like, why is Isaac talking? Oh, I, I guess yeah, I yeah. Well, okay, remember you, you, you spoiled. The, I was going to yeah. say, what's new in this clip? Isaac, what's happening down there? Justin Scott, the Kelly and Till, the Singularity Corps overloaded. No, Kelly was our only way home. We're trapped. No, I'm not losing two good people for nothing. Uh, yes, and the difference, of course, is that Isaac is talking at all. He can talk, yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he never talked talk in the original. Now he talks. I think he lot. talked in the sequel. He did. Yes, yeah. okay. all the sequels. Yeah. Uh, he told you to buy microtransactions in the third yes. one, which caused it to be a dead brand until mm-hmm. EA thought they could make some money off of remasters. And I hope they made something out of this because this is impressive. It is. It's really, uh, like, it's, uh, it's really good. One interesting thing about it is that they wanted it to be like God of War with the everything is in one shot. Which is kind of neat, and it means that like you know you, we're not pausing no for cutscenes anymore. If there's a cutscene, like you'll you'll get like a little video display showing up, a little hologram floating in front of you, and but you're still playing. There still could be monsters around every corner, and there there will be. You'll be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I remember. I like I never heard anybody bitch about that until Brett did it. So my favorite things he said like I like a HUD. Like there's a lot of things. <laughs> I like to do in games that I would prefer displayed not on my spine or pulled up in real time as I'm moving. I mean, that, and, at the time, that was this, this game was recognized, we going, though, for that being groundbreaking, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I worked with the people who they tried to carry that over to the Callisto Protocol because that is their game design sensibility is, like, we feel like HUDs take you out of this world. Their whole goal is to create the most immersive experience possible. And I I get it. I get where they're coming from. I still like a hood too, but you know, but it's like, I get what they're going for. And it was really clean. Like that your health is literally lights yeah. on your spine. Like, yeah, that's how you no, can they, tell they, if you rank die. up, you get more lights, <laughs> except sometimes yeah. you'll be in a corner and like, I'm going to select a new weapon. Why isn't this working? It is, but the menu, you can't see it because the hologram yeah, the projected works. by your wrist is blocked by the trajectory Man, of the that- camera. That was one of the big things back then was the, was the no HUD. And then the other thing, of course, was the, the limb severing being the primary way yes. of fighting mm-hmm. the Necromorphs. And let me tell still you, very fun. that's something that still absolutely holds up. because Still very fun. I can't think of another shooter that focused on that, that, that tried to do that. Yeah, well, or I another think horror game, whatever category you want to say. They don't have quite the clean severing. They have like a peeling technology instead where you're like stripping away layers of flesh and bone as you're firing. Yeah. 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 And one of the other major additions, if I'm remembering correctly, is you have these sort of new, these new hologram uh, presentations specifically of what Nicole was doing uh, yeah. during the station. That, I believe oh, that's, that's new. a new side quest. And that's great because that expands on her and, and, it, and it just, you know, it gives you 
even more glimpses into what life was like on the Ishimura before everything just went so horribly wrong. Even though we know how Nicole... I haven't played the third Dead Space, so I don't know much about the series. It feels like. But it feels like it was a dead brand. What I meant to look up beforehand was like... I did. I looked up review scores, mm-hmm. actually. So like IGN rated it higher. Game Informer rated it worse. GameSpot... They're rock the same, <laughs> same, same score, mm-hmm. same score all these years later. But then like Callista Protocol came out and it seemed like uh, everything you're mad about this, everything being criticized about this game is stuff the Dead Space remake has innately in it. Weird, but I get it. It's a remake. You want it to play like your memories, but Callista Protocol is a prettier, better looking Dead Space game. What's going on? <laughs> Callisto also had like the the focus on melee combat, and people like the shooting things with a mining laser to chop up. Yeah. I do, That's I do. A big part of Dead I Space like is fun. the plasma cutter mm-hmm. and the fucking blade. Yeah. Everything else can die. I don't care. <laughs> Fair. So so yeah. melee combat is a better addition to Dead Space game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can still uh, kick the shit out of everything. That's, yeah, that's I, I love that you have to kick things to death to get the items. <laughs> like, the thing's also, already dead. But it didn't explode, so why don't I kick it harder? I was Never. actually watching a nightmare playthrough of it before we started recording, and it's kind of interesting that, like, apparently the high-level strategy is not to stand there and shoot your enemies apart. The high-level strategy is to throw out a thing to slow them down and run away. <laughs> and just keep moving. It, it's it's one of the weird the weird games that you aim down sight and you move faster. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get uh, more I, of a strafe going on. I mean, yeah. We've we've done a show that I think this game inspired like it's one of those games where your starting weapon will become the most powerful weapon yeah, over the course the of the game as long as you keep upgrading it. It's also just more fun to use in every other yeah. weapon you yes, get. Yes. I mean, it's it is the definitive limb cutting gun in the game. Like there's yep. a reason that's the one you get. That I also love the line gun for, for similar reasons. Yeah. It's it's just just the only thing they had to add to the next Dead Space games is more angles on my plasma cutter. Mm. <laughs> if Basically. I had, if yeah. I had eight degrees yeah. on how and to cut. One thing that's added in this that I also think was a very smart choice was the full zero gravity controls. Because in the in the original game, that was really yeah, just, it's like a point-to-point launch system, which is just not as engaging, like, frankly. It's just not. So being able to have the full like controls in all axes is significantly better. I had to look it up cuz like my my brain remembered that being a thing. It because they cuz I was just in, wasn't a thing I, in the first game. That's But all. I was, was in like preview session. I was I'm old enough to have been in preview sessions where EA is telling me what the game will look like without showing me. <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's fair. We want to zero grav levels where you have to get oxygen like none of this really factors into the original Dead yeah. Space. It's I think like the you only never did thing- that for me that was missing was no ad campaign about scaring your mom <laughs> like the original yeah. ad. yes <laughs> because this is a boglin and <laughs> that's, that's how those were marketed scare your mom by cutting off your sister's limbs yeah uh, anyway dead space remake fucking fantastic but uh mm-hmm. and there are uh, no extra charge on game pass right now oh yeah that's true if uh, well you yeah. have to you have to have ultimate to oh, get ultimate, the yeah, yeah, sorry. play thing play. Yeah, but, but I, it's I super did see, cheap, isn't it? Like two bucks or something? Like like eight bucks, yeah. I think. You, no, Wario but the game alone was on sale today. this week for two dollars. Yeah, wow. that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. wow, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so grab that if you can. It's pretty fucking sweet. But out of the two 
revolutionary third-person horror shooty adventure games that came out this year that were remakes of classics. We With decided things getting severed. <laughs> yeah, this one's a little bit better. Uh, sorry to barge in like this. Hablo Espanol now. No soy racista. Say, he actually tries this time. I do appreciate that his Spanish, though, is total gringo Spanish. Yeah. Like, he sounds so terrible. The president hey. told me I needed some Duolingo practice before I rescued his daughter. Vino aquí? Do... No, vino aquí. You're asking if there's wine here. Yeah, I got that's to what do I that today. My, my buddy sent me... It's going around. It's not the holiday season without Snoopy eating 18 femur bones on top of his roof. <laughs> uh, because that's how they animated it. And like, bro, your last name is Melendez. Do you know Bill Melendez? And he's like, he's from Mexico. I'm from Honduras. I'm like, Bente Trace y me. <laughs> Vato. What, <laughs> let's do this. I'll pay for it. <laughs> and it's the first Spanish I've had to use in text for but years. And I also, failed. Michael Vino Aki means did he he came here? It's, it's yeah, the past I know, but wouldn't that be like Vino Aki? Uh, no, because no. it doesn't have an accent. It would still be huh. Vino. I it, love that. You're saying Michael wine here in Portuguese. I stand corrected. It, it also means wine. It's, it's one of those words that yeah. yeah. We do a lot of these in English where words have like eighteen. We just don't meanings. realize it because it's yeah, our native yeah. language. <laughs> but once you start learning a second one, which everybody should do. You'll pick up on a lot more of them in your own tongue. Mm. Yeah, anyway. why is it why is it so hard for people to pick up on second languages when we have like nine thousand words for a woman's ass? <laughs> Excellent question. <laughs> Come you got to start young, man. For a lot of us, Come like on. if you didn't learn that second language in your teens, it's it, your brain literally is not as good at learning that. So, yeah. 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 I, I want to eat that turd cutter, baby. Is this already anyway, remake? This is yeah. Resident Evil. Did, did we say Resident Evil Four remake? remake. Uh, Second week in a row that we've talked about. Yes. Resident Evil 4, one of my favorite games of all time. I have owned it on like five different platforms, played it probably eight to ten times, uh, never get tired of it. And you know what? I enjoyed playing this one too. I was definitely in the camp of we don't need this. Mm -hmm. The original is still a masterpiece. One of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, uh, we don't need to do this. Let's get. Let's go. Let's go. Code Veronica. Let's go zero. You know, something like that instead. But uh, Code Veronica can never be improved. It's always gonna be a six out of ten. You just watch them. No, they'll do a remake and change don't tell it. Anybody? But, I mean, I think the coolest trick is next. Let's be real. The coolest um, trick this polls is like. It's not meant to be a replacement for the original four. Mm, it's correct. it's its own thing. It's it's its own remake. That's like. You it can is. appreciate both and still two, play the older ones. Would you say which the other they, two are meant to be replacements? Oh yes, I would. Mm -hmm. I, I think two and would. three are meant to be like yeah. That, well, it's, well, it's just harder three, to play. They the just want to make it yeah. better in any. Those yeah. first two yeah. Resident yeah. Evils are, are tough to dip into. Yeah, but yeah, I think with this one, it's it's because they have they keep releasing RE4 in various uh, ways, and it's like yeah, I don't mm -hmm. see them ever stopping that. Like, and and they shouldn't. Like, it's a classic, and people should always be able to get their hands on and play that classic game. 
in its original form somehow. So I really hope they don't view this as like, yep, this is it, moving forward, this Actually, is RE4. It's weird. I think this version will be the version ported to every other system, and the RE4 GameCube one will be included in the menu. It could be. That'd be great. Actually, yeah. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I, there's no way around it. They can't charge separately for it. Yeah. And uh, you know, with a lot of remakes, there's that option to sort of toggle back and forth or kind of use an old style of thing. You won't get that here because, like, mechanically, graphically, in every way, like this is a remake in the way that, like, you are not playing the same game. This is mm-hmm. not just a, no. a souped-up version of that. Like, this is a different. Like, narratively, there are different things going on. Level structure yeah. is different. There's yeah. new combat mechanics like the knife parry, which is so much fun. It like that's gonna t- like not only is there a knife parry, but there's like knife dura- uh knife durability <laughs> now. That is a consumable. Yeah. And and we gotta got, get it repaired like, at the merchant. And you upgrade it. You upgrade it so that it doesn't break as often mm-hmm. and stuff like and that. There's which eventually is... I don't remember how there is eventually I think like a like a golden knife or like a perfect one you can get. Yeah. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly. It's like it's a it's a it takes a long time to get it. But um you know even hmm. so, you're going to have people... This is going to revolutionize knife runs, which is like, that is an established Resident Evil thing. And I, I love that. I love those changes they made. I love that the blue... Like, there's more blue medallion quests now. I always thought that was so weird that that was like a one-time thing. Oh, uh, there's like four or five throughout yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Now they come yeah. back. I, I so love that. were those in the original... I know... That, I'm pretty sure they were in yes. like the PS2 version. But were they, they in, in the, the GameCube original version. GameCube game? Huh. They are only in the village section there's like five on the there's like the ones on the farm and then a couple mm-hmm. of like that cliffside by the church right that's it. yeah i think because uh, yeah, that's the only way you're going to be able to afford like all of the good weapons in your first yeah. run mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna have to do you know a couple different playthroughs before you can get enough money to to buy stuff but yeah you, right. you get a lot of money for those those yeah uh, and you have to anyway because like like one of the other things that i love that this does bring back is like successive runs in the game brings you like more and more different weapons more upgrades things like that so you know you can still get your matilda your chicago typewriter all that fun stuff um to, to go back in 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 future runs which you know with a game like re4 remake that, that actually that. might be the, the most substantial thing in the remakes did you look at uh, uh, like you ever looked at resident evil 2 like all the things you have to do to play that game completely it's like oh it's t- 300 hours it's it's amazing yeah. Uh, because yeah, this might be your your second game of the year. This is the only game you'll ever play. That's that was your parents' spend on games. Because yeah, like if you want to play as hunk and stuff yeah. like that, it's yeah. Yeah. tofu. And- yeah. <laughs> I want to say too, with the, speaking of Resident Evil Two, one thing I like that this game did was a. It, of course, it kept the like Tetris briefcase stuff because you yes. have to. People would be yep. uh, people would riot if you took that out. You got to oh, yeah. keep it in. It's iconic. It the would negate um, me and Brett Elson's big bass run, where we hold a giant bass in the suit the entire game. <laughs> it, <laughs> oh, I mean the bass are the, well. There, there's a. I think there's like a charm where like the you can make the bass super powerful in this. Like I think I had a charm where it's like the bass will do full heal whenever you you know. It's just like it, it was just worth a, it for me to a carry rotting fish will hear you heal just, you full. Uh, there's no other reason to carry it, so might as well be something yeah. like that. Just don't forget to shoot the lake, right? Yeah. Uh, don't don't forget that. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Uh, yeah, sh- shoot the <laughs> um, leg. Get him to to crouch down. Go in for the killing kick. Oh, I think he's yes. talking about the lake, like shooting oh, the fish oh, in the yeah, lake no, to, definitely to get shoot those the fish. lake. That is a good idea with no yeah, yeah. doubt. That, well, now the the Del Lago Lake. You get, it's yes. important. You mm-hmm. got to shoot that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, with the with the Resident Evil Two thing, I love that we we kept our briefcase as they needed to. 
the auto sword it has is also I think that's a good option. You know, Tetrising yep. your stuff is a is a part of the experience at least in the original. But I think it's good they have the auto sword. That that is a convenience thing. But I like that we sort of have a hybridized briefcase plus the like Resident Evil two and three remake style of like weapon wheel going on because mm-hmm. what re7 mm-hmm. and then village did with inventory i think was just such a smart like concise minimal might not be the right word but like it's a, it's such a good way of doing inventory to the point where like alan wake 2 ripped it off because mm. it just works so yeah. well and so i, I, I like th- that we still got some of those in here and, like i think that was so smart because now that resident evil's in its first person era we can yeah. still bring some of that stuff in but I, I do feel like they were less harsh, too, with the inventory management in this one, where I just, I always felt like I had plenty of resources, or like, if if maybe I was running out of one type of ammo, I would always have plenty of another. I, a lot of the time, I would end up with, the only time I, like, caused inventory problems for myself is when you're trying to get the, what is it, the red, yellow, and green herb mix, the one that would upgrade your total health more. And yeah. it's like, you'll get you'll get two of those and you're waiting for the third. And you're like, fuck, I really don't want to use this thing because I'm waiting for the right. yellow. Right. And like, but it overall, it just felt less harsh. Although I, I guess four was like that as well. Like four well, was a less harsh Resident Evil experience. You're you know? saying that is making me wonder if this remake has the same dynamic system that four had. Because four... I think this is relatively well known. Four has this really cool dynamic system to where it will adapt to how well you are playing. It will yeah. give you less ammo if you are doing well. Um, yeah, if you're doing yeah, poorly, yeah, yeah. you will find like it's not. It, so, you know, what you're saying I, is, I did a shitty job, Tony, because it kept dropping ammo. For it me. might be because, <laughs> like, if like if you're finding like if you're breaking barrels and just finding like uh, uh, spinels or spinels, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah, to pronounce. If, if you're finding spinels everywhere, it means you're like you have enough ammo and you're doing well. So the game is not giving you more ammo; it's giving you spinels instead. Yeah. Like Mario are there, are Kart. those the crafting materials? Because yeah, that's no, I was lousy. The cheap, that's the cheapest one that you can sell. The uh, cheap okay. gems, they're vendor yeah. crash, literally. Yeah. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. So that's yeah. like that's a thing the original four had is it would actually it has a dynamic difficulty system to where it will actually adapt the resources to your playing. And I'm curious if this re- that'd be something I I, I don't hmm. know very curious if that has this. i kept i was lousy with resources the small and large resources mm-hmm. which you use to craft the ammo because i always yes. kind of wanted to leave leave the option for myself like i don't know which ammo i'm gonna run out of and so I, my briefcase would be like mostly resources yeah and i want to say that's a thing village added i want to say that's yeah uh, well, but, well i guess the original i think the original game had that with gunpowder right and different combos yeah there's different different things right, you but can then village brought that back um, yeah, but they, they say, make it fun. It doesn't feel like it's a punishing system. Like yeah. it's. And I, I will say to the point of like the health upgrades. One thing I never did in the original. I never did it here either. I never upgraded Ashley's health. <laughs> I never felt a need to do that. Can you Only do that? Ever, I don't even know yeah. that you can do that. You can give her the same herb combination. At least in the original, oh. you could give her the same herb combination. If I'm remembering huh. correctly. Well, I, I uh, seem to also think she doesn't get into harm's way as much here. Um, no, she only much she, more dynamic. Yeah, she gets but, carried like they try to carry her off, and it's very yeah. easy to go run and shoot some dude's leg and to drop her. And yeah, incorrect. She, I recommend spending all your upgrades on Ashley every playthrough. <laughs> do that. Do that. You'll be playing a certain majority of the time. Invincible Ashley. She will yeah. be punching dudes in the head and exploding them. Uh, Save all your resources. Yeah, I was gonna say she doesn't get into harm's way as much, but she does get into a fucking wrecking ball. I got this. <laughs> Serious. 
this what they teach kids in school these days? Have you never heard of driver's ed? Yep, she will get into a wrecking ball and smash a wall, and you have to, as Leon, have to uh, run around keeping Ganados off her and from opening the cabin. I'm Missed opportunity ed. for I her not were... to sing Wrecking Ball by Miley mm-hmm. during that I'm scene. I'm Driver Ed. You imagine a world without driving. <laughs> I'm going to show you why that's food. No driving! No driving! <laughs> uh, we also haven't talked about, I think, what might be my favorite new feature. Okay, what is this? That's the shooting, <laughs> That's the shooting gallery. gallery. Yeah. And the bonus it... time begins. Okay, I, I imagine... Look at all of this. That was his hand. <laughs> Significant. I do like that Ashley, who's out of her element most of the game and terrified, mm-hmm. huge fucking gun nut when she's sitting there yeah. watching you at the shooting range. I, like, I seriously thought, like, I was a little afraid to go into the shooting gallery with her at first because, like, she she's in fear for her life. She's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? So Why are you fun. fucking around? Win prizes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, nope, she just perches up on the barrel and is just delighted to take a load so off. So I like, haven't yeah. played the game, and I thought Michael is a Spaniard. Uh-huh. Is he shooting with a guitar here? Like, is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> that like, would be so yeah, it's, it's El Mariachi. Is he it El Mariachi? Sound like a Luis cut scene a little bit, like with that music. <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's just Play part of the game. I'm not allowed to comment on this if that's what's happening. Shoot it yeah. at <laughs> Cardboard Pirates. Is there so much more substantial than the original shooting gallery? A big fan. And Why is it all Mexicans want to shoot through a guitar? Am I, let's, be, let's be real. Let's be real. And with, uh, with what you just said, too, Matt, uh, uh, mentioning Luis. Very well expanded in this remake too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his his role in the original is just kind of like you're just like why is this dude here? I, thanks for helping me. And then you find out later he was like one of the scientists who bears some responsibility in this. Yep. But in the remake, it's way he has much more of an arc, much more of a like a sympathetic angle or a a redemptive angle to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, he ties in a lot too with Ada's appearance in this one, and they yeah they they do flesh him out as a character a lot more, which is great. Because yeah. he's he's kind of cool. I, I love that he's like, oh, you need to bring me my uh, my toolbox or whatever, like his 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 thing full of chemicals, and it's this like 18th century looking wooden medicine chest full of jars that he just starts pulling out and mixing things. <laughs> and like that's you're you're supposed to be like a futuristic biologist here. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whatever. It's cool. I love this game. I love Resident <laughs> Evil 4. I love the remake. Please they put Michael's quote on the box. Whatever. It's cool. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Who gives it's, a it's shit? A, it's cool. I mean, everyone talks so much trash before this came out. Like, oh, so unnecessary, whatever. And like, yeah, you it's can not, all eat I your don't words. Know, I don't know if it was trash. Would I have preferred Resident Evil 9 or 8 gold? Yes. Yes, I would have. Those cost more money and time to make. I mean, that's still not too far off. Like, I mean, like when we talk about remasters and remakes, these are people making remaking perfect games. Like, Mm -hmm. we've all worked in games. We know how this works. Like, yeah, but we're also very old, and to us, what feels like a very short time ago is like a lot of people have never had the chance to like play. You know, this game. Right, the original is nineteen years old. It's miraculous that this medium can do that, A, but B, like, it is, it is, sorry, B, it is, it is, if you look at, when did Resident Evil 7 come out? I think when Resident Evil 7 came out, 
three remakes have come out in between that and eight. That was twenty sixteen. Was and nine is not has not been announced. No, so, seven was twenty sixteen. Nineteen was was um, eight, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. I thought I did a. Oh, I've, you know what? I've got my anniversary dates mixed up. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But again, I, I I don't I don't care that much about the Resident Evil series. It's never been better. But I've always disliked it yeah. <laughs> up until now. Pretty up until sure. the remakes. Yeah. Well, four remake is fantastic. You should give it a shot when and if you. No, four four is like. And uh, this week on thirty twenty ten, we have to talk about Doom, and like it just occurred Which to me. I don't twenty fifteen Doom or. Uh, no, 1993 Doom. Ooh, okay. and, 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 like, I wasn't oh, yeah, prepared yeah, for it because, like, yeah. I don't know how to talk about the top ten most influential games ever. And I think mm. Resident Evil hovers, is if it's not in that, it hovers around it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was and, a new era for, Re- 100% for Resident Evil. And I got to say, too, I, I realize <clears throat> this is more of a credit to the original, not the remake. But I, I got to say, of the ones in the in the top five here, this is also the only one where I can still say... You could still go back, play the original. Of all the yeah. others, I'd say play the new one, play the remake. This is the one where I'm like, you know, honestly, still go back, play the Probably original. Probably experience them both, sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, because they have updated the original. I, I misspoke. It's not like younger people haven't had a chance to play the original. It's that maybe right. they didn't understand the importance of the right. original for mm-hmm. its, in its time. Sure. You know? Because Resident sure. Evil 4 is one of the most important games. I wouldn't stand on a podium and call it the best game ever but it's it's so important and very good well i mean yeah. for me you know being you know a bit younger than you guys it was like when it released for me it was just this is a cool game i'm loving this so much and then in time realized how important it was mm-hmm. you know um, that's how it always folks, works right but the, but but there are folks younger than me who don't even have that experience i, I, you know? I and i would only point to if you don't know how important resident evil uh four is google footage of armed and dangerous that's what third person combat was yeah, Beforehand. Well, Resident Evil Four was revolutionary because of the over-the-shoulder thing, yep. and like if third-person shooters prior to that was like your character is right there in the middle of the screen, yes, and you, you have to figure out how is, to shoot past him. Basically, your character yeah. is an, is a weightless reticle, mm-hmm. and um, that is in your way, in your way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Resident Evil Four was like um, everything has weight, everything has meaning. Very, very good. A very, very good way to implement that. And, mm-hmm. like, it, like that's the gateway to Gears of War in, like, ten years of games. And, yep. and much like the Metroid Prime remake, it's nice, then, that they basically created this modern version for people yeah. who hadn't played the original to be like, okay, yeah. Because they're not going to put up with maybe some of the, the, the stuff in the original version. It's like, yeah, this is fully modernized now. Like, this game can hang – well – yeah, this game hangs with some of the best games released this year, right? So but, – but it's also – the number one remake of the year. It is. According Hooray! to Video Game Apocalypse. Uh, and Anger Matt. I Although uh, original Salazar is better, I got to say that. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah, less yeah. impressed yeah. with the new Ramon. Like, he, he's not as much fun. He doesn't have the stupid hat. He doesn't uh, animate his Love statue to stomp after you in one of the silliest and yes. most tension-breaking scenes in any horror game ever. But I do have to say the new stuff they do with the chief by Torres Mendez, really great. You get context yep. for the village. You get context for his family history. That mm-hmm. new stuff is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a much cooler boss fight, I think, throwing explosives and shit at you. Anyway, 
That has been our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. On that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes on the road ahead and don't ever look back. Don't ever look back because I, I got a feeling in my bones that everything's going to be fine. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. The 1980s were the golden age of mean hard R comedies. I think I was remembering my sanitized commercial television viewings because, like, Beverly D'Angelo is naked for, like, no reason, and I totally forgot about that. I had forgotten all about that because that shocked me, too. I was like, wait a minute. she We see her boobies a couple of times. I don't remember that. This might be a fact. This is the fourth National Lampoon movie? I was shocked to find that out because there's two I have never seen or heard of between Animal House. Two that are kind of lost. One of them's called uh, National Lampoon Goes to the Movies. And Class then, Reunion. Hmm, Class Reunion. Yeah, that's right. I think this is the last movie that where it's clearly defined, like Harold Ramis is involved in this in some way. Like we have some DNA of people who yeah. work the National Lampoon magazine. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like anything goes. Now well, it's kind it, of like stoner frat comedies, but not always. They, really they, the company doesn't exist and they sold the I name. Know. To put on shitty movies that are like already being made, I believe, and they okay. just they'll affix the National Lampoons. I guess the R is for the, the magazine's reputation itself. It was pretty hmm. fucking edgy for for its time. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time. And welcome back to our second segment where we're going to launch straight into... Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is out by the time you hear this. Full disclosure, I work for Ubisoft and am the only one on this team that has played a substantial amount of this. Give me the game! So, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, you play as a heretofore unknown Na'vi member of the Sarintu clan, which was it's wiped implied. out by the RDA, and you and, and several of other uh, Navi children were kidnapped and uh, brought up by the RDA to be ambassadors, part of TAP, the ambassador program. And uh, so you were trained to use human weapons and trained, it brought up in, in human culture, and you've never actually seen the surface of Pandora. And then when the war breaks out with the first Avatar movie, uh, they decide to kill you. But your teacher, who has an Avatar, decides to instead put you into cryosleep. And you stay there for 16 years and you come out and see a changed Pandora for the first time. And it really is like the first part of the game is you waking up and getting chased through this facility by the RDA while like a couple of Navi are there to try and break you out. And uh, after ducking and sneaking through all these ducks and crumbling hallways, you finally 
see Pandora for the first time, and it is like that moment in The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy opens the door and everything is in full color because you are leaving this gray-ass sewer tunnel, and you come out into this beautifully colorful world, and there's, like, wildlife running all over the place. And well, I'm just it like, wouldn't be a Far Cry or an Avatar mm. game without a chase scene to start it off. A- Avatar Cry. This, I I am here for that, by the way. That's not an insult. Right, yeah. I want this more than anything to be Avatar Cry. And yeah. it, all the trailers have looked so Far Cry to me. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Far Cry with the giant feline alien creature. If you, sure, told, me, if you told me Avatar, Avatar DLC was coming to Far Cry 6 or 5, I'd be like... That's an instant buy. I would so, do that in a second. Yeah, open open world Pandora. It's a previously unseen area of Pandora, the western frontier. It's got a bunch of different biomes. There is a rainforest. There's mm. uh, non-rainforest areas. I'm still in like the first third of the game, I think. Uh, so I haven't seen many Give of the them. Give me the game! But, I want it so bad! But there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there. And there are, of course, uh, story missions to run. You are rediscovering your heritage and helping to unite the other the other clans against the RDA and you will get an Ikron and get to fly around on it. Uh, you will get to run around. Just exploring in this game is an absolute blast. I just want to say that like the traversal, the movement is super fun. As a Navi, you're very athletic. You can jump around uh, really, really high, really far. There are like these things that I think are intended as quote-unquote highways, where it's just like, here's like a really long, spiraling root-like structure that just goes on forever, and it's covered in these little blooms that when you run past them will release a chemical that spikes your adrenaline so you move yes, even faster. So basically, it's like, these these are like fast movement things. All the, the fauna is the on game. the same side. Mm-hmm. You're all talking to one another. It's a far cry where you're talking to the universe at the same time. Kinda? It would it it should eliminate crafting if I was making the oh, game. Oh, there's so much crafting. Uh, <laughs> so that that is uh, actually uh, part of it is uh, you'll get you know a lot of the side quests you'll get are like oh let's let's share a meal together uh, search for superior ingredients and you like you have a hunter's guide where it's like okay. Uh, you can find rarer, higher quality things of, of like this fruit or this animal in this this biome. So then you check your map like, OK, where's this biome in the areas that I've explored? OK, I'll go there and I'll look around and I'll find this shell fruit or whatever. And it's a superior Maybe. one. I, I see. So it's, it's for- got Far Cry hunting. You just have to ask the thing for permission before you kill it and then feel bad. After. Hey, stop got it. it. The second the second Avatar movie is about going to a different biome and you have to ask a new chief for permission or he'll murder well, you. Well, you have to you have to talk to the different clans and uh, get get their cooperation. You have to like early on. There's a hunter because you're, you're hunting wildlife and you will spend a lot of time like as you're patrolling around, there's a lot of aggressive wildlife that will just suddenly attack you and you're going to have to defend yourself. There's little things that pop up to say, like, whether you killed cleanly and mercifully. I'm not really sure what it does because I haven't quite learned to kill quickly and mercifully. You you have other Navi who teach you that. And, for example, um, you're supposed to thank the animal afterward uh, and... and once I was you, telling a joke. That's a real thing. You have to. Yes. Once you get that lesson, once you get that lesson, every animal that you harvest, you'll then you'll thank them. If and, you haven't seen the new movie or been on the rides, 
This is a really good universe to have a game set in. Yes. Because you're talking to the universe the whole time you're doing anything. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I, I'm not an Avatar guy, but I have been on the rides. I have uh, <laughs> flown They're on the great. back of the Econ, or whatever it's called. Ekron. You can name your Ekron Carol, or Floof, if you want. There's like a bunch of different names that your character will say, uh, and, and those are two right. of them. The two that I remember. I'm I'm disappointed because when 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 Dave went to two K, I can put an Antista in almost every wrestling game, and they'll say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Michael yeah. Cole, Antista is a loser and falling <laughs> off the falling off the cage kind of right now. Uh, it's a little more like Antista mm-hmm. is a loser. I also get very much um, uh, Horizon. Uh, uh, Zero Dawn vibes from, from what I've seen of this. It's definitely got the same color palette. It's yeah. got the those beautiful bright there, blues. There is a lot of crafting. I, I will say a big part of this game is learning about Navi culture and talking oh, to ooh, Navi. Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, lost me. so like a, a big part of it is, you know, it's sort of a Navi simulator. Almost where like, yeah, you're, you're crafting a lot. You're learning to be a Navi. Learn, learning to connect with your people and your homeworld who you've never talked to or seen before. It's probably what? a lot less X-rated than most Navi simulators you can find on the internet. Let's just keep right. it at that. Yes. Right. There, there's also a lot of tussles with the RDA. And uh, uh, you will find, like, you know, you'll just be roaming out in the wilderness and you'll see, like, oh, here's a patrol of dudes in big robot suits uh, shooting at local wildlife. And you can... that's. One thing I think the key to killing wildlife cleanly is you have your Navi sense, which is, you know, the alternate vision mode that highlights weak points. It highlights weak points on animals, and it also highlights weak points on RDA mech suits. So you can see, like, oh, these vents in the back are vulnerable. I'll just go around and hit them with an arrow, and boom, the whole stupid thing goes down. Uh, you also have, uh, at, like, you have access to shotguns, assault rifles... You have a little hacking pistol that you can use against robots and cannons and things. And oh, it's like, not like wheezing and coughing. No, no, no. It's computer <laughs> hacking. Yeah. This isn't high on life. You, you do it. Yeah, <laughs> you do a little mini game. The neat thing is that you can stack hacks. So I think you can hack like up to six different things at the to- at hack a time. Stacks. Yeah, but then you trigger them all at once. So like this entire squad of robot suits are going to go dead all at once, and you can just run up and rip the pilots out or whatever you can Um, stack your hacks for when you attack and if you need to run it back you can do that just don't let your resources go too far into the black y'all are idiots that was man (laughs) let's remember the navi are like 17 feet tall their arrows can Mm -hmm. take down helicopters in one shot yeah it is a cool. It is fertile ground for a fucking game. I'm very excited. Are those things you talked about this game's version of outposts, Michael, or is it more just patrols that are? Roaming? There's there's both. There's patrols. There are outposts, and like what you'll find is that there's RDA facilities that are polluting the area around them, and you can see like, oh, everything's turning brown and gray. I bet there's one of those close by. So you go and and it's like an outpost where there's patrolling enemies. And you have to figure out, like, all right, where are the weak points on this structure? Do I want to go stealthy? Do I want to just blast everything point blank with a shotgun and, and just just go full Rambo on this? What did I say? What did I say? I wanted from Far Cry, an oops all outpost version. Yeah, yeah. So you you get a lot of that, and when you <laughs> blow up the outpost, it re- it immediately restores the landscape. The pollution 
just fades away and everything is returned to life. And uh, that's what yeah. I, but I love about Avatar that the, the Navi are noble species, but like, hey, we stole your Gatling gun. We will use it against you. We do mm-hmm. not have some spiritual reason why we will not turn this against you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It, it could be really cool. Yeah. And you were, again, raised and trained to use these things. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll use a shotgun. Why not? I know how yes. to do that. I'm yes. certified. I'll shoot you with a, a, a 20-foot arrow, and mm-hmm. then I will take you down with a 300-round Gatling gun. Yeah. Yum. Yum! So, it's fun. I enjoy it. Let's see. What else is out this week? Well, so Disney Dreamlight Valley came out of Go, Matt! Access, go! Mm. go! The game that it's I put a, It's way, a Disney 2 for much, this week. Yeah, way too much time in this one. Um, It's fine. If you haven't played it, I don't know that I would have paid full price for this game. Like, I love that it was part of Game Pass, and I, I spent, like, a lot of time with this game, and it's a good, like, town sim. Like, no other game lets you, like, live next door to Mickey and Minnie. Um, I wouldn't have I'm, put a cent into this fucking freemium horseshit. <laughs> like, I, uh, this is a this is a mobile game sold as a normal game. <laughs> Fuck it forever. It's awful. I liked it. It has a story. No, no, Matt. Like I liked it, but we got to play during the trial period. This yep. is meant to gouge people for yeah, money. I, I don't know that I would pay and then pay for microtransactions on top of that for this mm-hmm. thing. Like, I, I honestly thought, like, oh, this is the perfect game for. Game Pass, because it's like, yeah, you get to play this thing is free, and then if you want to spend some money on... Because they have, like, seasonal events and stuff, which give your avatar cool-looking... You, know, you can get, like, uh, Christmas-themed Mickey Mouse ears yep. for your avatar, or you can dress I, I, the I characters up, you know? Disney Magic Kingdoms for three years on mobile. This was like a 3D version. You could walk around in that and talk and meet and di- to Disney characters and hang out. Very cool. It is so mobile and so... Freemium. In a lot of ways. In a lot oh, it, of ways, it's yeah. awful. This is going to be terrible. Uh, but a game that is not freemium uh, because it's included as part of your Apple Arcade subscription. So Sonic Dream Team launched this yeah! week. This is the... So Sonic Superstars obviously launched earlier this year. That is the 2D... Well, it's built in 3D, but, you know, side-on side 2D, side-scrolling uh, platformer. Mm-hmm. This is a fully 3D platformer, so totally different game style. This isn't like, oh, they brought superstars to mobile. So no. I do encourage you, if you are an Apple Arcade subscriber, it's sitting there waiting for you. You get to play it. Brand new Sonic 3D experience. So. What I loved about the new Sonic uh, superstars was that it's it's like a bunch of old Sonic levels. This is a bunch of like new Sonic colors levels. You're going through someone's head, subconscious, Dreams. whatever you're dreams uh but they they look they look insane no it's yeah the levels the levels are unique and just quick correction their superstar levels are all new obviously they share some similarities no i know but but they're supposed to be chemical zone or green hill zone these are like equivalents or equivalents Mm -hmm. you have never seen what this the the sonic dream team looks like before they're not like uh they're it's hmm. Totally unique looking, and yeah. uh, it's the first time you get to play as Cream the Rabbit in quite some time. Hey! I love Cream the Rabbit. Yay. She's awesome. One of the best characters from the Game Boy games. And Arizona Sunshine 2, I know I've talked on here about how, like, uh... It's the zombie game. Yeah, Half-Life Alex and, uh... Uh, Assassin's Creed Nexus VR are, like, you know, a, a couple of, like, rare examples of, like, a real full-on video game in VR, and... yeah. My my experience with the first Arizona Sunshine is also similar along, along those lines. It is a real ass shooter, 
It's not is, a shooting gallery right. masquerading mm-hmm. as a full gaming experience. It is a run around and shoot zombies in the face kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the... I'd say the original game is one of those kind of like... There's like 10 that are like, hey, if you're going to own a VR system, you got to try these. Yeah. You know? it's, a, it's a staple. Uh, like Beat Saber being one of those. And so, yeah, the fact that it has a full-ass sequel, updated visuals and stuff like that, very, very excite uh, for a MetaQuest owner. So. Missed opportunity to call it Arizona Moonlight, though. I'm just saying. Sure. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. I like I like sequel titles that, you know... I was going to call it Arizona wild. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's ah. just me. <laughs> Super Mario Arizona Sunshine. There you go. I don't. I don't have as many expectations on a VR game because they're still a burgeoning technology. Uh, Danny McBride was in a movie called Arizona. If I could kill zombies and say Danny McBride quips, especially yeah. if they're just ripped from righteous gemstones, mm-hmm. eat Jesus, bitch! Like like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I would be very very happy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is that it for new releases? I believe it is. All right. Uh, before we get into this, I feel like we should say the Game Awards happened, uh, but they happened after we recorded, so we weren't able to talk about them. But uh, And Matt was there and hopefully disrupted there. the yes. whole thing. Congratulations on winning yeah. the big Reach prize. into the future and tell us what you saw. I, I might have accepted week. an award. We don't know. Oh. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe that Elden Ring Kid actually got to present an award this year. Mm-hmm. No, P- no, please no, thank Harry Kissinger that. and all his friends. <laughs> <laughs> please. We'll know it as a reference to something cool. We don't. We, he doesn't mean. At least the kids who crashed the stage at opening night live, who were demanding GTA Six, have no need to crash the stage at the Game Awards this time. Mm-hmm. That's a real ass problem, and I don't want to make light of the fact that, like, uh, hey, look, no, listen, folks, we have a social contract in place. Don't fucking go up on stage at your local concert venue or wrestling match or sporting event. If you do. You deserve to get fucking lit up by that linebacker who took you out, dude. I'm sorry, oh, but that yeah, I was gonna say there there is a reason we have security. Don't don't actually do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah don't no. do that shit. But the GTA Six trailer broke the fucking internet Ooh. this week. Once again, I'm happy to report it has broken the record of Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle lifetime. <laughs> Lifetime <laughs> in, in in like twenty four hours. No, I wow. mean I think it is the highest viewed non musical release on YouTube. In that the is how they describe now. it. Yeah, right. Uh, like wow. so, yeah. yay, yay, all you Gangnam Style fans, you still have that record. Or whatever, whatever Beyonce but. does, which are like better movies than movies. <laughs> no, but this thing at one point it started almost like a bidding war between like so the CEO of X, formerly known as Twitter, so funny. Linda Yaccarino was mm-hmm. like, Rockstar, please put it natively on our platform because they were like pointing people toward the YouTube version, and some people were like speculating like, oh, they're burying the Rockstar's post, and I'm like, yeah. it got 88 million views in like the first few hours. There's no but, burying. Yeah, it. no. What they were saying was like, if you click on replies, it hides the original post. So like ah. it, it's it's like Twitter was taking steps to hide the uh the trailer. Nice. And uh off mic a couple of us were discussing how Rockstar is very old school. And they got to do that a lot 10 years ago. Now they release one game a decade. 
the idea of like we're not going to release on Twitter, which is clearly what they said. Well, we, we should go back and, and say too, it got leaked. The it day got leaked on Twitter. On Twitter, right. that is the reason it is out now. <laughs> there are mechanisms in YouTube. If you upload that video to YouTube, you can click like. If you see something with this fingerprint, don't publish this on YouTube or alert us when it happens. That is a thing. Well, the the end of the story is they eventually did publish it natively on Twitter. No, they they specifically shunned Twitter for hours. For hours. In a very old school vindictive way. I don't want to make this about Twitter because fuck Twitter, but on no, yes, like, yes, literally But it is about Twitter. It's no partially it's that it got leaked there, but like Rockstar did the right thing and they said, Alright, yeah, we're just gonna release it officially. And it got so many views wherever you were watching it. Like this thing mm-hmm. And I'm not here, like, I hate when I listen to podcasts that are just speculating about shit about a game based on a trailer, like, that they know nothing about yet, where it's just like, so when I looked at this, I'm like, okay, like, if anything, I was comparing it, you guys, we were chatting about it, and we, like, went back and looked at the old GTA V reveal trailer, and I'm like, yeah, this this is, is, well, but it's... It's doing many of the same things, but obviously it's mm. just two generations ago. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is a much, much prettier it looks, version. It's locked in that. 720p. Back then we got LCD sound system. Now we have Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. That's sorry, song, sorry. As as, That's as, as like, I, I am never a, pr- a proud Floridian. Tom Petty practiced in my dad's internship building. Um, he's from the same area of Florida as my dad is. Uh, my dad used to be annoyed. By the heartbreaker. <laughs> the heartbreakers making too much noise. That's funny. Um, and, and that they put them in the trailer. It was the, it was the B-side of the single for Free Fallen, which... Right. Uh, I'm yeah. not a big music guy, but there's very few albums you can buy other than Full Moon Fever where, like, nine out of ten of these songs everybody will recognize. Yeah. Like I knew, I knew that song even if it was a B side, just because like I listened to so much Petty and it's just, Full Moon I, Fever is one of the best albums of all time. But that's it's, a, great. it's such a rock star thing to take like a it's a, a forgotten it's hard to song, say a lesser known song by Tom yeah. Petty because he has so many hits. But it's like it's not one of his major hits, you know. No. Like that is like B. It or wasn't C a hit at all. It's Tom a B side, but yeah. it is yeah. the but you know they they made it a point to pick something thematic for the trailer. They were they were you know. Yeah. Uh, presenting so this idea of being on this long and dangerous road together very fitting for the story they're telling and you know matt i don't like speculating a bajillion things based on a like a 90 second thing either but as far as like what's definitive from this we're we're back in vice city um the yes. trailer the trailer the trailer mirrored a bunch of real world crazy I love florida that. There, stories there is, which is, is yeah, the viral awesome. stuff that wasn't that fun inspired. i think did that was we know wonderful. by the way so by the way the, the one of the ways i felt old is i had a co-worker being like oh so this must be gta's take on miami and i'm like yeah there was a game called vice city that happened before you were born that was and also the <laughs> isn't one of the the, the 2d ones is also vice city i don't isn't think it? so are I they think, both i think the nope. very first game might have had three maps, and it included Liberty, uh, Vice, uh, and yeah. I think I think it's technically been like one of the first ones, but like yeah. Did we know by the way? What's the name of the? Did we know that the state that Vice City is located oh, in? Leonida. It's, it's Ponce de Leon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ah, I've li- I've lived okay, here my okay. whole life. So it sounds like, like uh, Leonidas. Okay, but I, okay, I get to Wiki Paris on yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, Ponce de Leon. Okay. 
That's yeah. why. That so, explains it. No, no, no. I, 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 li- I live in Leon County. Ah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So as far as like what is known, we're we're in that setting. We have yep. uh, dual, dual dual protagonists, we which Lucia. we knew from the previous leak, like what two years, right? Ago yeah. So we have point? Lucia yes. and what's the dude's name? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. know, but he sounded like Nolan North in that trailer. Yeah, and and yeah. of course, like the internet is going crazy over Lucia, not just because she is the first like female protagonist in GTA, but because the internet saw her face and did what the internet did immediately. Well, but the mm. internet is... That's what's wild, is I always forget that, like... As someone who plays a lot of video games, like... Right. I get excited for Grand Theft Auto stuff or Rockstar games, because they, they make great things. But, like, to normies, Grand Theft Auto games are fucking life-altering. There were people yeah. in the comments on the YouTube saying things like, a moment of silence for those of us who didn't live long enough to see this trailer debut like there were people that's the thing you you also don't play gta 5 online online none of us yeah 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 yeah. so this hasn't been a huge part of your life for the past in my travels i've met more people who have played gta online who's ever played gta 4 or 5 i mean that's a a money machine for them at this Mm. point yeah and and that that is something i will speculate about which is like if you're making that much money on GTA Online is like, is this game going to introduce a new version of online or is it literally just going to introduce like a new section of the map that online will continue to work? Let's put it this way. Red Dead 2 announced a new version of Red Dead Online that and nobody is, just announced it's closing down. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, went nowhere. it doesn't do anything. But, 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 but my favorite thing about the trailer is the social media aspect. Yes. Because they're adding an in-game social media aspect, a clout thing that is going to have some online game enhancement. All of those shots, by the way, if you look at most of those shots, they're shot from the car. Right. They're framed like you're watching an Instagram video. Yes, like, yeah. They're shot, but they're shot from the car. You have two protagonists. Like if you remember in Red Dead, a guy would ride ride your coach. This very rarely happened in GTA, other than your cab driver. Um, but like you always have the option in GTA because you have two protagonists. Someone's driving your car. Someone else can be filming. Filming what? Someone twerking on a roof. Someone pulling a gator out of a pool. Uh, I don't know why. Two bank robbers would draw more attention I, see, to themselves. I don't think that stuff was gameplay related. That's I do, all just I do, mood. I like do. That Matt, woman dancing on the car is all mood. No, no, Matt, I do, stuff. I do. I'm positive, positive. I, I did see there is there is a video on YouTube that uh, does a comparison. Like a lot of these shots were taken from like real life TikTok real life and events, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. including the nudist who's watering his lawn. It's never been this explicit, though. Yeah. Like, these are all, like, one-to-one examples. But what I'm saying is if you They have if you Florida follow, Joker in there. <laughs> if you follow the typical Rockstar marketing program, they always launch with a mood piece first that is establishing oh, the setting yes. and the mood Great mood game. piece. And that's all this was. This was their mood piece. I'm yeah. honestly surprised it showed us the protagonists. Michael and I were in the hype cycle of four and five. Mm-hmm. And they... Are, are about showcasing new technology. The the, the, the the crux of GTA is always about li- like being in a living, breathing universe. And building a social media inside of a game that enhances the game 
is exactly what Rockstar would do. I mean, a kajillion games have had social media in them, though, right? Like, not a kajillion games. Not, have had not, not, not this substantial. Although you're not, uh, you're not contributing anything really to yes. the social media. Though, but it is like you know part of how you your character gets news in the game. That I mean, clout, baby. We just did a spoiler cast on Spider-Man Two Patreon.com slash Laser Time mm-hmm. that incorporated a social media platform, which is how you got missions in Spidey. This is not new to open world games. No, like, no, it was it was how you got cutscenes in Spidey. I promise you, what is happening here is going to be an element of the gameplay. Uh, I, this it, is the kind of thing I don't like to speculate on because it's and so that's silly. but but think about it for a second. Like the way, I, sorry, not think about it for a second. The way I'm thinking about it in GTA, the only time you're interacting with people is when you're shooting them with a gun. Not true. No, no, no. no. I, I know, I know it's not true. But now pulling. imagine, now now imagine there's all these other ways to interact with the community while making currency. And now Social that, media. I was going to say now now that we have the first person when the first person mode was introduced that is an easy way you can easily slap social media kind of work onto that. Almost all those shots were out of a driver's side of the window while you have two protagonists one is driving the car one is filming gameplay stuff. from a mood piece is a fool's errand and I wouldn't recommend doing that in a Rockstar video. Their first trailers are always about mood. They don't reveal gameplay this early. They they, they I, never well, do. To be fair, we've uh, already like seen like it. Mike, Michael and I were involved in the hype cycle of four, and yeah, I remember I like that. here's how people will cover their face when you shoot them in the <laughs> shoot them in the eyebrows, mm. and like uh, it, it 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 has never been about enhancing. There's nothing to enhance in the protagonist's area. It's all about the NPCs. So if the, all the NPCs who look amazing now, by the way, that yes. opening shot is crazy. That looks like if that's an in-game shot, that's nuts. It looks like to me, social media is going to play a huge part in this the, the next game. I'm just kind of struck at the difference in atmosphere between Vice City, yes. and this version of Vice City that, that we, we've gone from yes. like 1980s Miami Vice glamour to yes. like this is going to be like the worst, craziest shit yeah. imaginable. Everything, every a state populated with everyone, everyone on the left hates <laughs> is now going to be. Uh, and hold on, and my favorite thing and about everyone it, everyone on fav- the right hates. My favorite thing about it, because I'm a Floridian, if yeah. I haven't been clear about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're set, ninety minutes from Mar-a-Lago, they're three hours away from Disney World. <laughs> Those are go- my prediction. Those will be in the game addressed somehow, or it's not a GTA oh, game. I'm almost certainly. But I, th- but I think I think it's a safe assumption given the last few Grand Theft Auto games. They're not just based in one city. They're typically like the, representative the of an entire state. The description on Rockstar's website says Vice City and the surrounding areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, yeah it's going to um, include like references to the Mar-a-Lago you know, and Disney World. It's <laughs> yeah, going to be and I just, so fun. I just want to say too, just for my kind of last comment on the trailer, I, I'm really not a big Rockstar guy. Uh, like I played uh, If Red you're Dead, not 40 years old, two, it's impossible. I, play, I played Red Dead. Uh, I mean, well, here's the thing. I played like all of them essentially. You, pay, you played two, Midnight Club in the womb? Um, um, Bull- <laughs> bully. <laughs> I, I, I have played... <laughs> I was not in the womb or midnight. <laughs> um, uh, but no, what I was going to say was I've played them 
but I'm not like a massive fan. Like honestly, I'm in the crowd that like really does not. I am a Red Dead Two dissenter. Like I won't get too much into it. But in a, in oh, a no, previous Tony, role, I, I was Red actually Dead. vying. I hate for Red it. Dead. I'll never well, replay Red well, Dead. No, no, I hate it. To, I hate to, it. What I'm what I'm getting to is like, despite my like, despite not being a big fan of the stuff, it's just not my thing. Especially Red Dead Two was not a fan. Wow, does it look very good graphically speaking? Uh, mood setting wise, fidelity wise, yeah. excellent trailer, excellent trailer. My my, like, my favorite part about it, like you might not see, the third shot is a new bridge and an old bridge. True Lies, that shot where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is pulled out of a limo. That that's the Miami Bridge to Key West. That might be a gameplay thing. So fun to me. Pulling Jamie so Lee Curtis out of a limo. Do you not remember that scene? No, we really. do. But how is that a gameplay? <laughs> He's asking you how is that uh, that yeah. moment, or do you right. mean just going to Key West is going to be no, a no, gameplay no. thing? Please put me in the defensive position because I'll talk about this so much longer. <laughs> but, but but like uh, if, uh, the scene in True Lies where they blow up a bridge and pull Jamie Lee Curtis out of a sunroof of a limo, which oh, is one okay. of the greatest Got stunts it. I've ever seen in my life. The third shot in that game is a dilapidated... I, I'm from Florida. Like, uh, they have to uh, dilapidate bridges while they build new ones over archipelagos that are being taken over by water. It's a terrible state. <laughs> Don't judge me. But, like... They constantly give them to Hollywood to make moments. True Lies being the most famous one. We needed to build a new bridge. How do we build this? Let's allow James Cameron to pay $2 million to blow up the old one. Uh, it's it's in the shot. It's in the shot. That's going to be in the game. Period. In my opinion. Um, yeah, Maybe. Matt, hey, Matt is not a, as big a fan of GTA. Because you're doing the, the worst thing possible, which is like taking shots from a rock star mood piece and being like, that's going to be in the game. Like no. They show it's a dilapidated like bridge this. that is going to, in a new bridge that's being built. That's exactly how True Lies, that all that shit happened. Hmm. It's the best, it's one of the best moments in action movies. You're okay. going to drive through that. You're going to drive through that, period. In 2025, we should say. By the way, that that's yeah, the, that's the most. This. That's the biggest punch to the nuts. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very curious because it's like it will have been 12 years 12 since years. the last GTA, and yeah, what even like I, I I was talking to you guys about this off mic. Like I I feel like both this and Skyrim have they've been gone for so long. They yep. have such huge reputations. Yep. Their mm-hmm. expectations are sky high. Yep. Like, what are they going to do that is going to meet meet those expectations? It's the reason That's Valve can't really count tricky. to three. Like, if you if you wait too long, sometimes the moment passes you by, and and I I have I have a, a one a one sentence answer to you. By the way, mm-hmm. there is no Skyrim version of Florida. You don't know that. I'm sure there's there, a mod. There's, there is not. You know what I'm talking about. There's, there's shit. marshlands and yeah, there's all kinds of bog I, worlds. I live here, bro. We you have know to where live those with lizard people come from in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. They're from a Florida-like environment. In Every Skyrim. time I'm like, God, why do I have to live with these dinosaurs with the sharp teeth? What are bass souls? Oh, by the way, and not in like, Skyrim. <laughs> we should say the Elder Elder Scrolls world because Skyrim is just is the Nordic part of that. Florida, that world. Florida is a great setting for a chaotic game right now. 
Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It, it, it's perfect. Perfect. They 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 won't even call it Florida, which I thought like I thought for a while they called San Andreas like it's still California. No, I guess they never did. Mm-hmm. I, no. I, I guess what what always kind of rubs me the wrong way is I feel like every time there's a new GTA or rumors of a new GTA, people outside the U.S. start to get excited about the possibility of it being set wherever they live, and then they get mm. disappointed when it's still set in the U.S. Like. You understand that this whole series is a huge satire on American culture specifically. Yes. Like this doesn't like the Why isn't this set in the hot fuzz town? Yeah, this it won't it won't work in London because London does not have the unique blend of awfulness that makes it possible. They did for London. This story they did to London as US. a DLC. They, yeah, they London nineteen sixty nine. The last and thing I'll say is they never went back to it. it that was no. for GTA one. Florida is a parody of the promise of America. It's perfect. Yes. Yeah. The, the other thing I will call out that was specifically mentioned in the press releases coming to console only. So no PC release mm-hmm. SimShip at least, which shouldn't surprise you if you know that kind of the way Rockstar typically right. does stuff. Yep. They always start on console and then branch out to PC, which yeah. only bugs me personally. Cause I'm not going to play it on PC, but like, you optimize this for Xbox Series X, meaning you optimize. These are all AMD cards. <laughs> no, like, they're all like, developed on PC, right? Like, like why couldn't you release this on, on PC at the same time? I, like, I, I should have got a better card. I don't it's think it's a tech issue with them. Right. I don't think it's that they can't do it. I think mm. it's it's an intentional thing. I know, yeah, but with like, PC comes mods and all yes. sorts of things you have to take into account. I have to protect and hire a team to do. Mm. And, and every time Rockstar releases one of these games on PC, they get better, way better. Yeah. But it the longest break I looked this up was three years. Three years. It's three years to get GTA from consoles um, to to PC, and that, wow. that's unacceptable. But the whole time, off mic, we've been joking. Rockstar's old school. Like their press release is accessible on the worst website I've ever seen. <laughs> they're 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 more than old school. They're sometimes just no school. They've always yeah, done no. things differently <laughs> than the rest of the industry. Like they just yes. march to the beat of their own drum. And yeah. I know that sounds trite about but it's true. Like No, they, it's true. It's totally they've true. They've always done their own things. They they just you know Michael and I were in their system like and I remember being in a car like I didn't do anything wrong, but eight people are about to commit suicide. Yeah, I think that was the PR guy that we were talking to, and it was was, like those people were on fire all day. Oh, and and he was saying like he had to leave his phone on at all hours, and was expected to pick up like if if he gets a call at like five in the morning, two in the morning, he needs to pick up or he's in trouble. So Michael and I were getting hammered in Brooklyn and have some of the mm-hmm. most adorable pictures of us you'll ever see. <laughs> the Rockstar guys are like, everything is terrible. Yeah. Like, no one can stop talking about your game. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. 9.5, how dare they? We were there. We, we heard them say shit like that. Uh, yeah, I, I feel people. like everyone I knew in press had a very contentious relationship with them. I was always on very good terms. With them because I fucking loved their games. I love GTA games. I love GTA games. Mm-hmm. They are some of the best games that have ever been made. Can't wait for this one. Well, you gotta wait till twenty twenty five. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and my guess is the reason they did that is 
to keep online strong and going and yeah. as long as possible. And I kind of give people a heads to, up. I think it was to keep. It's a public, tra- publicly traded company. I think that's why they did it. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, yeah. M- Matt would know more about this than any of us, but like yeah, Take Two just did the no, quarterly results, and that's, that's nobody announces a game before it's six months out of release. They announced a game eighteen months away from like theoretically being released. We went over this on a previous show. They announced their trailer at the same time as their earnings call, right? Like that's yeah. why they did that. Yeah. Is to it was to please shareholders. So this gaming and the trailer is the best trailer I've seen in years. It's very so good. good. We should move along. Absolutely. So one thing you'll not be able to do as you wait for GTA six to launch in twenty twenty five is watch your Discovery shows on your PlayStation consoles. Because it was announced this... It wasn't even announced, like... I guess this week people started to get notes from Sony that said, like, hey, um, you know that Discovery content that you purchased from the PlayStation Store, which... I don't know about you guys. I've never bought anything from the PlayStation Store. I was going to say, there's still a principle of a matter here that I'm pissed about, but I've never heard of anyone actually buying that. Anyway, so so they got a note saying, like, um, you you will no longer be able to access that. That's such a rare thing, the idea of, like, you will... Not only are we losing the right to sell this, but you having bought it will no longer have access to the, the, the streaming shows that you bought. Right. Yeah, that that's what's different than typically when this isn't the first time this has come up on the show and we've had long discussions about like digital, what does digital ownership really even mean? But typically in almost all cases, other than like online games where there's like a server that someone has to keep running and if it becomes too expensive, they shut it down. It's like, hey, don't worry, though, if you've bought this thing, you'll always have access to download it and watch it if you want. This note was just straight up like, you won't be able to access this content anymore that you paid for. And that, it is a is a good reminder to us all that when you quote unquote buy a digital piece of content, or actually even physical content in theory, all you're doing is paying for a license of that content. Like you're, there's no yep. guaranteed continuous access to said content. It's ba- You are renting it in some cases longer term than others, but like... It still sucks. Like, even though we, I think everyone kind of knows that now. We've gone over that several times on this show. But, like, this is the first time I can remember where this happened of, like, you bought it and yet you don't get access to it. Well, it's the first time I've seen it for this sort of thing, right? Because we had, like, you know, let's say a PT, right? Where that was that was a yeah. thing. Where mm-hmm. PT disappeared. But this is the first time where it's, like, you know, a, a an entertainment. PT, which was free, by uh, the way. PT was free. Yeah. So sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Pregnant but, but teacher. That's, that, right, that's yes. one of the <laughs> yes, pregnant teacher. Um, <laughs> I, were you looking at my history, man or history? Well, you, you, um, didn't, you didn't have that stupid joke in uh, in in grade school where someone said, "Are you PT?" And if you say uh, no, they say you're not potty trained. And if you say oh, yes, I remember then that they one. say now something I like, that "You're pregnant joke. teacher." Oh wow! Yeah, I've that's... only ever heard the potty trained part. Yeah, the, the um, pregnant teacher was at my school. I'm sure there are other variations. Yeah, anyway, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, for example, there could be purple tie rack. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, like like this is this is like it, it sucks for two reasons. One, because like yeah, you you paid for something. Yes, it is a license or a lease, but that is still money of yours for something you no longer have. But the other reason it sucks is because this is just 
yet another chapter in the what is Zaslav Zaslev, I forget his name and don't care because he's a mm-hmm. terrible person uh, doing with the company that he apparently, it's one of those where it's just like, it, seriously, like that man, it, it, we should say this is the head of, it's WB slash Discovery, Yeah, right? WB it's, Discovery. It's everything, all the controversy about HBO Max, about Discovery, about um, WB content, it's this a lot of this, I don't know this one guy driving it, but he, he tends right. to be that, the Right, that's what I want to say is, is I don't want to, I'm not going to pin all the decisions of one company on one person. But like you yeah. said, Matt, he is the face of it. And right now, what are they doing? <laughs> it is it is one of the most fumbling of a thing you've bought, like acquisitions I've ever seen in my life. What was the purpose in buying this? And more evidence that in the vast majority of cases, the people running companies could not possibly care less about what their company does only the money it makes them. And it's never been more blatant in my eyes than what is happening at Warner Discovery right now. And as a, as a creative person who every time I sit on my toilet releases something more valuable to the world than what a CEO <laughs> does with their money, uh, it infuriates me to see this happening with creative work. Art is more valuable than most things on this planet. It does more good for more... It, it is after, like, you know, medicine and justice systems... Art is next. <laughs> like, it is more important than whatever some stupid CEO is doing up there with his $1,000 lunches. And I just get... I'll get off my soapbox. I won't let this go on forever. But as a, yeah. as a creative person, it just infuriates me that the people with talent continually get their stuff discarded because the people with the money and no talent who went to school just to be the boss, business degree, stupidest degree you can get, all it means is you want money and you don't have a thinking brain. I, um... I, I got a business degree, asshole. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> to me, it is. I'm sorry. It's like it is the most generic degree in my brain. I, I, uh, you know, I have nothing against you, Matt. I do hate your degree. <laughs> um, nothing against you personally, but it's just one of those things where I, I am it. Inf- and again, I apologize. I don't want to. I don't want to make people who have business degrees feel bad. Uh, but the people at the top of the business chains, by and large, suck. And I hate seeing people make the money decisions, stifling the creative decisions when the creative stuff is the reason people are subscribed and buying in the first place. They're not buying because they want a future in your company. Hmm. They're not buying to please your shareholders. They're buying because they want a product. And when you remove the ability to get that product, you have uh, done wrong on your on your clients. And if if it gets to a point where they can't get it anywhere else, you've endorsed piracy. So deal with that. I guess what I don't understand is is how this could possibly help make them more money. Like discovery. Right. So basically, the note from uh, from PlayStation Store says, and this is where it gets doubly bad. It's not only that like you can't, you won't be able to download content you've already bought in the future and watch it. It's also just it, it straight up says you'll no longer be able to watch it, and it says it will be removed from your video library. So like even if you have it stored locally. In theory, it's like you won't be probably some some DRM or something where it's just you won't be able to access yeah. it. But like how and I get it. Licensing arrangements are, are one thing. But like, how does this benefit discovery in any way, yeah. like taking this content from users? And, and I guess the question it begs is like, OK, so if they renegotiate the licensing stuff with Sony, does does that problem go away? And then people will once again be able to access it or not? Right. Or is this? Is this going to be forever? Like, does this mean they're no longer going to license content? Yeah. I don't understand if you if you are a content publisher 
why taking your stuff off the market makes financial sense for you. Like that, that's what's crazy to me. Like the movie thing I get when they shelf a movie that they made, then they never release it. Cause they're like, well, this is a tax write off. Cause it never went out the door. I always question though, when it's like, well, they're pulling stuff off service. I don't know what the rules, maybe there's like a thing of like, if you pull it off before a certain time has passed, you get those tax write offs or, or not. Yeah, but, I don't know. I mean, we know there are special rules for rich people running the companies that don't apply to the rest of us. So I'm sure that's a factor, but and, and, and to be like, like you were saying, Matt, like if it's already in your library, you can't access it either. To me, that's just violating. Like, Take that out of the digital context. Imagine it in any other. That's a like a violation. You know, like like it, it, you can't, you should not be allowed to do that. If you have something stored locally, there should be no reason you cannot access that. To me, that is the part that is bizarre, utterly bizarre. Yeah, but the reasons are in the fine print. Like we all have to accept these agreements when we go to oh, to use services yeah. and make purchases. Like this. I hate to say it, but like if you read that fine print, it's spelled out pretty clearly. Like you are just paying for a license to be able to use content until you can no longer use it. You know? Yeah. Like you'll like I've like here's the thing. It's it's the thing. It's what is morally wrong and legally wrong are two different things. Like it's true. They are a hundred percent within their rights to do this, and that sucks. (laughs) That they are technically not doing. They're not doing anything legally wrong. They're just doing something that sucks for everyone who would like to access it. Who? To be fair, as we said at the top, never met a person who's accessed Warner content through their PlayStation. But as someone who uses I'm an sure awful they lot exist. of yeah, yeah and, and and I'll tell you though, as someone who uses an awful lot of HBO Max on his phone and on his computer, mm. don't like what that could mean for other things. We've already seen, like we said, this is the just the latest in a series of events over there at Warner Discovery. That is just utterly bizarre to me. You know, I, I think what's <laughs> the only silver lining here. I hate to say, it, I'm not a not a big reality tv guy myself is like when i look at the list of of titles affected like there's only a few that i even recognize namely mythbusters and an idiot abroad but like everything else outside i i have no clue what most of these shows are but that doesn't matter right that doesn't make it any less bad but it's like right uh, an idiot I abroad. idiot abroad is very funny <laughs> that's the one with carl pilkington right yes, like, yes. Mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. so funny so funny that man's tying his penis around a stick it's, uh, what, what's the, the Latin? Is it caveat emptor? Is that buyer beware? Yes. It's, it's like, yeah, just buyer beware. Just know, know mm-hmm. your rights, know what you're getting into when you buy mm-hmm. content. And if you really feel strongly and know you want access to a thing in perpetuity, I mean, I even hesitate to say buy physical because at some point if yeah, stuff has to be server check before you watch, well, it'll, it'll degrade, but also like. At some point, you could see everything needing server checks before you could even watch it. And, yep. and there's no guarantees there. Because even, I think, when you buy physical media, like DVDs and, and Blu-rays, it's, again, it's just like you're buying a license to this stuff. That, yeah. That's how it always was with physical I mean, games. We gotta, we have to accept that you can't buy permanence when it comes to products. You just can't. Either they're disposable, replaceable things, or they're entertainment products that, by some law of... Uh, of um, uh, depravity, right, in in degradation, mm-hmm. eventually won't be around. It's yeah. ju- it's just the reality of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's weird though. Like that doesn't fly with any other product. Like you don't buy a vacuum cleaner and then like, oh well, our license to sell this vacuum cleaner is run out, so we're gonna send people to your house to take it back. You know, you don't get your money back. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of how it feels. Yeah, and even media products like just hiccup. It's really TV, movies, and games that it's like 
with books. No one ever said this is just a license to a book and we mm-hmm. can come take this thing from your shelf at any time, right? Right. It's, it, it's newer media that has these strange restrictions in place. Like yeah. I said, that's the part that, that I feel is violating. Because imagine this outside of digital context, like you just said, Matt, with a book. Imagine if a publisher came to your house and said, we need those books back. Like, yeah. it'd well, be, it, that's insane. It re- Like, I hear people talk a lot about how copyright has become so draconian. And I, I don't wholly agree, but I do think, like, you know, the name copyright, it implies it's like... Only the author has the right to make copies. You don't have the right to make copies. That's what it used Mm. to be. And now it's this whole galaxy of terms and conditions that are applied to media purchases. Like, yeah, we we also have the right to rescind access to this at any time. And uh, you can't share it with anybody. And you can't resell it. And yada, 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 yada. Um, It just seems uh, very limiting. As a fan of media who likes to share what they like. Yeah. I mean, I, I it, the good news again, and I'm just trying to find silver linings, is like, this mm-hmm. is definitely the exception, not the rule. This is the first mm-hmm. time we've seen this happen, but you can bet it won't be the last. And that's mm. that's what is very, very frustrating to people, yeah. I think. You know, it's so. troubling. Hey, speaking of digital content, you won't be able to access forever. <laughs> the Xbox CFO... Um, was on record saying something that we've been speculating on for quite a while, that he wants to bring Game Pass to other platforms like mm-hmm. Nintendo and Sony, etc. But then, oddly enough, Phil Spencer, who like heads up the Xbox, walked that back uh, later later in the week. He was just like, no, no, our, our plan right now is to kind of make the experience of Game Pass as good as it can be on Xbox platforms mm-hmm. and not that focused. Which, in the past, Phil has, like gone on record of like mm-hmm. saying yeah he would be open to being on other platforms so i i wonder what is driving this change in tone the only thing i can think of and, I'll, and i'd love your guys takes too is is the acquisition of, of activision where now he's he's maybe being a little bit more careful with saying things like that because there was so much scrutiny about you know antitrust monopoly stuff where it's like yeah uh, that that or like he could be trying to provide you know as much value to push sales of Xbox consoles because it's the holiday season when you want to sell a lot of that stuff. I don't know. It, it's just it was odd to me that it, very rarely do you see one exec sort of correct the statement from another exec right. uh, from public company. But then like this is a thing that does kind of differ from what Phil has said yeah. in the past. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious why. I want to know what yeah. what do you guys? Because I mean Phil are? Phil has cited Minecraft as an example of Xbox mm-hmm. doing something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. He's yep. repeatedly cited as you know. So it is odd. It is a weird kind of reversal. Uh, two things, Matt. First, I think you totally glossed over the fact that you created an unintentional tongue twister there with acquisition of Activision. Uh, and I, I didn't create it. Microsoft created it. <laughs> they did that. But also, uh, I, I think the, the thing that I always wonder whenever I hear about the idea of Game Pass going to other platforms is like, what's in it for the other platforms? Like, mm-hmm. what's, what's the incentive for Nintendo and PlayStation to buy into a rival's content distribution model right. that, by the way, does not involve any direct purchases, is free? Well, quote unquote free subscription based like unless they're willing to give up their own distribution models or incorporate well, no, this and into I, them. I think that's that's the thing is what they would make is whatever the royalty agreement is for anything sold on that platform right mm-hmm. and so you're right though michael is like if you're sony you have playstation plus where you're making 
mm-hmm. all that subscription revenue versus, you know, yes, if you allow Microsoft on your platform, you're, you're just going to be making some lesser percentage of that revenue. Right. But the trade-off there, though, is they have, in theory, spent the money or done the deals to get games on their service, right? That, that's, that, that's money, in theory, you didn't have to pay. But they, they don't think of it like that because they're kind of competing for games on their services. So. Right. It's not, it's like share of mind is an important Mm -hmm. part of that too, you know? I cannot see Sony or Nintendo ever going for it, but what I can see, and this technically still falls under the platform's label in a way, just kind of in in the way that Game Pass operates, is what I can see is a lot more pushes as far as like a Game Pass app on your smart TV, on your tablet, things like that. Like that is absolutely, I see a lot more of that happening, you know? Like something natively built in, to like new models of TVs. That I think is still fair game. And I think I think there's a Samsung. Someone already does has a version of that. Yeah. I wanna say with Game Pass. But like to be fair, in the past Phil has always said that like getting Game Pass on other platforms was a long term goal. So not like immediate three to five year type thing. So maybe you know, it's it's kind of worded in a way of like, well, I'm not contradicting what I said. Like, I my timing was referring to long term, and my new statement is just saying in the short term. Or I don't yeah. know. It's not like it's not like he changed his tune, but he might be singing like a couple different notes, <laughs> right? Or he's on a different verse of that tune, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a but a, but again, it's this is all the digital space, and um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how this all pans out. But that is all the news that is fit to play all right well that brings us to our community segment which is always is segmenting our community last week's question of the week what is your favorite dlc this year from the official laser time community on facebook daniel peckham says for me the best dlc was the halloween ecto edition update slash dlc for ghostbusters spirits unleashed ilphonic has been adding stuff consistently since the game's release ghosts customization items gear maps but they truly outdid themselves. Not only did we get three new locations, the new Motion Club, Petey's Pirate Cove Arcade and Pizza, and the Subway Terminal Galway Station, and custom items, but we got possibly the biggest bad of the Ghostbusters world that could rival Gozer and Vigo themselves. Samhain from the real Ghostbusters. Holy shit. The pumpkin-headed Samhain gives players possibly the toughest boss battle challenge yet, and even comes with new story content from the film's stars Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson tying into the upcoming events in 2024's Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Hearing Aykroyd and Hudson discuss the badass cartoon villain making the jump from 80s TV to the film's canon makes my little geek heart happy as hell. That is pretty cool. I should be paying more attention to that game. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know about any of this stuff, so... Uh, and in fact, uh, another game I should be paying more attention to, uh, mm-hmm. Darius Creer, uh, just going to guess that's how that's pronounced, okay. says Power Wash Simulator Back to the Future DLC has been absorbing, I see what you did there, mm-hmm. all of my downtime. Mm-hmm. PWS is already a great game to unwind with after a long day of work, unless you power wash things for a job, but then maybe not. But um, this, yeah. this pack takes you back to the 80s during the filming of the best movie of all time. Being able to deep clean every nook and cranny on the DeLorean or the clock tower to make them camera ready is a beautiful nostalgia hit. Again, wasn't even aware this was a thing, and that sounds very cool. And I think most of those have been free, or they've done a few free ones. Maybe this is paid. I've got to look it up now. Hmm. I didn't know that was a thing either, but that's a cool pairing. 
And Power Wash Simulator just came to one of the subscription services on console too, so it's worth checking out. Or we might have got that for free. Anyway. Uh, it's uh, PS Plus for December. Okay, okay there you yep. go. Uh, Pat Embo 3D uh, from Threads says, My favorite was the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC, Woo-hoo. but you already mentioned that, so I'll vote for Horizon Forbidden West, The Burning Shores. I enjoyed the expanded lore. I like the new side of Aloy we got to explore. It was absolutely gorgeous. Total win for me. And yeah, I guess you talked about it last uh, last episode, but that would be my answer too. The Dead Cells DLC. Oh, yeah. uh, that is. Oh shit, we forgot great. to get Tony. That is. Uh, no, that's. I mean, it oh. seems like you already talked about it last time, and it's the Dead Cells DLC. That is some of the best DLC I've ever played. Period. Like, not even just from this year. Ever. I, that I'm is, so glad your brain works because I just read yeah. HFW and I was like, <laughs> what does that stand for? Oh, that took me a second too. <laughs> that took me a second too. But um, yeah, the, the Dead Cells Castlevania. I. What I'm really hoping that is a secret test bed just to see if they want them to make a full-on new Castlevania game because that is the team to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And it is genuinely one of the best DLCs I have ever played. Like, it is I, it is a match made in absolute heaven. Like, thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it's tons of fun. Fucking love it. Uh, on the site formerly known as Twitter, but it still has that URL, so it's Twitter until they ditch mm-hmm. it. Uh, the real Lee Montana says Hinako Shijo DLC for King of Fighters 15. I like to play as the little sumo girl back in 2000. I'm stoked they brought her back for the modern release. Sucks, King of Fighters 15 is a flop because it's actually a really good King of Fighters game. I don't know that it's a flop. I just, I never hear about yeah. King of Fighters games. So yeah. I don't know. I, I never did when they were popular. So right. <laughs> who knows? Same, same. Yeah. You should spend more time with my fiance. She loves playing uh, KOF, I think it's 98 oh, on my Switch. Oh, really? fucking rad. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, that's like awesome. her favorite thing. That's playing. awesome. Uh, let's see, Lambertar, still on the site formerly known as Twitter, says, uh, Tides of the Foscari DLC for Vampire Survivors. Everything VS adds to their game is awesome, but that DLC came with an awesome animated trailer. Two big new maps and 13 new weapons. Wow. My favorite being the Spellstrom and its prerequisites. All of that for like two bucks awesome um, i mean the game itself is like four bucks so. yeah <laughs> if you're if you're going by portion of cost of the game that's very expensive yeah, it's one yeah. of the best deals there is like in that's in terms 50% of percent of the cost of the whole game yeah, yeah hours yeah. per cost and it's yeah. a, it, i think it's still on game pass too so uh yeah, yeah. You, you could just spend two bucks and play the dlc yeah. Uh, now some answers from Blue Sky. Chris at nine two eight says it's Bisky. It's Bisky. Let's respect <laughs> Bisky. Uh, okay. Um, so anyway, anyway, Chris at nine two eight says it's got to be Phantom Liberty for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. A good spy thriller story, new and interesting mm-hmm. characters, new area, new weapons. Two changed a lot of things. I have heard good things about that. And uh, yeah, I saw that they they did the last patch actually like this week or something yeah. like the last one ever. Like they they're finally saying goodbye to that game well i'm 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 sitting on a fully refunded credit from that Ooh. original game on gog oh. i don't i don't think i will repurchase and replay it i if, i don't think even what i touched was for me but i i am glad for people who like stuck by it that it's that it's gone this way for them and, and i have heard really good things about phantom liberty so hey i'm glad people are having a good time with things might not be for me but i'm glad it's for you it's all i mean Fair if you like idris elba Mm-hmm. It's the DLC for you, man. That's good. Uh, Darth Ender X says the second half of the Mario Kart 8 booster course pass, bringing that game up to a ridiculous 96 courses. 
And unlike the first half of the pass, the second half also added a bunch of new drivers. That is a ridiculous number. That really yeah. is. Because they don't just like they don't just import the tracks from the other games. They build the tracks in this new game. Like this is yeah. like tracks from like SNES era reimagined as tracks for this game. It's mm-hmm. it's in I mean at the same time, like this is the by far I think the best selling game on Switch. So it's like they have the oh, yeah. resources to do that. And they yeah, they made this like the best Mario Kart ever. Like this is Mario Kart Infinite. <laughs> this is this is what Halo Infinite yeah, was supposed basically. to be. <laughs> like, yeah, this is Mario Kart Ultimate, like for mm-hmm. sure. So hey, uh Mario Kart nine team, because we know you're out there. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Somewhere. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, well, Good it's a, it's a bit like that the the Grand Theft Auto issue we were talking about, or the Skyrim mm. issue. It's just like, yeah. what do you what do you do at this point? So, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, let's see. A man riding a woman riding a motorbike says the Burning Shores DLC for Horizon Forbidden West is my favorite DLC of 2023. There we go. It adds a few small mechanics that I had fun with. The smaller scope allowed it to avoid some of the bloat that was present in the main game and tell a tighter story with a real piece of shit antagonist that's intriguing to me because i think that that's what kind of kept me from playing the main game as more was kind of like wow there's a there's so much here and so if it's just a streamlined version of that game like now i'm hmm. i'm a bit more interested and it isn't yeah. it california it's taking place in their version of california yeah that the california British nevada like you know the southwest kind of yeah the the antagonist is actually just nancy pelosi hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kept alive in her pyramid this whole time yeah she comes down with those moon people or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. man. Don't encourage them. So, new question of the week. What is your personal game of the year for 2023? We are about to embark on our annual adventure of doing a our top 10 games of the year for, for the year. And uh, it's going to be a two-parter starting next week where we'll get like a whole bunch of guests in to record entries for each of the games that we're going to talk about. Uh, And they are not going to have traditional community segments. So we will read your answers on our first show of the new year, but you will get to hear our answers starting next week, both in the, in the form of the entries that we talk about and in uh, the question of the week answers that we and our guests will answer. Um, this question anyway um that has been our show let's go with some plugs once again tony where can people find you uh yeah you can find me at youtube.com slash framework video uh i got video game essays on a whole bunch of stuff always try to find a positive and different angle um i've actually passed three years uh recently of doing the channel so i think at this point it's safe to say like i guarantee i've got a video about a game you like somewhere in there and i've got a, some sort of video that uh, you know is hopefully a, a different way of thinking about the game that that maybe you haven't uh thought about before um so yeah that's youtube.com slash framework video i'm on formerly known as twitter and other places as uh at chain pope and you'll hear me on some of the game of the year stuff coming up as well Sweet. And we have a uh, Spider-Man 2 spoiler cast, right? As I promised, I, I know it was later in the weekend, but I did get it up last weekend as promised for you patrons because you've been such good little patrons. So yeah, patreon.com slash laser time, $5 or more level get you access to uh, roughly, it's about two hours, two hours just dedicated to one game. 
featuring special guest Chris Baker there, our former Marvel employee, a comic book expert, to talk all about the game, comic-related Easter eggs, storylines, and stuff like that. So always, always love having Seabake on these shows, um, but especially the comic shows, because that's really where he gets to shine in his expertise. Uh, you know, he's forgotten more about comics than I'll ever know. So uh, love it. And yeah, check this out again, patreon.com slash laser time. So, uh, answer our question of the week. Once again, what is your personal game of the year for 2023? You can answer at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter, Blue Sky, or threads at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the answers in our first show of the new year. You can also follow us at all those places, and I encourage you to. Or you can follow me personally at Wikiparas, W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I assure ah! you, Jesus isn't in the news. We're not bringing him. <laughs> <laughs>